Welcome back to another episode of the All Music Is Good podcast. The podcast that takes a deep dive into four recent releases. We get right in there and try and work out what's great and sometimes not so great about each one. This week we'll be looking at albums from Crowded House, Her, Wolf Alice and Selita Kinney. But it's been an interesting past few weeks down the southern parts of this continent we live on. Melbourne town is out of lockdown four and we're no doubt crawling our way slowly to lockdown five. But in my little bubble, all is well with the world because tonight we've trekked out to the deep north, the deep northern suburbs, the land of baklava, the land of kebabs, the land of Lebanese pizza. And if truth be told, we've officially entered the next level of inception because tonight our guest reviewer has kindly cooked us an amazing meal. We've feasted, we've toasted her amazingness, and we've now adjourned to the couch or the table. The smoking back, the smoking jackets have been adorned. The slippers are on. The cognacs have been poured. Oof. And I'm wondering whether this, in fact, may be the new post-lockdown. The normal. new normal. Then this may be the new normal because this, my friend, is podcasting Nirvana. And if it is, Eric, I'm actually highly concerned for your longevity in the co-host chair because this is how you do podcasting. So it's on that note and with those confidence-building sentiments that I say hello and welcome to my partner in crime, Arik Bloom. Arik. Hi, Waza. Good to be here. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to give away our special guest just too quickly, but uh, I, I will say that um, I'm feeling certainly satiated after a, <laughs> after a wonderful roast. I love the co- the cauliflower and cheese oh, is probably best on ground. It's an Australian classic. It is an Australian classic. Um, Bechamel over cauliflower. Oh God, it was oh, good. Was there a hint of nutmeg on there? There was maybe? a hint of nutmeg. I think there may have been. There was a hint of nutmeg, but I will. I, I do want to just sort of um, make mention of uh, like a bit of a crisis I had on the way over here, <laughs> which was that my phone stopped working, and um, I've never actually driven to this part of Melbourne without. Google Maps. Jeez, if you're going to live over here, Eric, you Before. better start learning this sort of thing. Northern suburbs. It's true. It's true. So, look, it's been it's been quite a quite a wild ride this afternoon, but I'm feeling good. Um, albeit having uh, actually written out the directions from Brunswick to Glenroy on a piece of paper that I've got <laughs> here, which uh, includes going right at Albion Street, right at Pasco Vale Road, right at Glenroy, right at. Road. So all you need to do yeah. is. Sorry, I shouldn't have given away their address, <laughs> but I won't give away the number. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that out. We can edit that out. Right. <laughs> and um, and uh, it was, yeah, you know, I mean, if if only our uh, our celebrity guests had just said, just keep on taking rights from Brunswick and you'll be here, then we would have been solid. But um, look, I'm feeling good, you know. I mean, I don't even want to, like, I'm part of me that's like, let's not even talk about lockdown. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. it's such like old let's material. You know, let's talk about freedom and and liberation and and plans and yeah. overseas travel and vaccines and you know. Oh well, speaking speaking of vaccines, go on. Speaking of vaccines, I think I may be the only one at this table who is fully, as of five hours ago, is oh, fully wow. COVID inoculated. So look, so is if, that why you've got blood clots all over your face? Yeah, like if I collapse halfway through the show, like this, this, you know why? But like, look, if there's any bands out there after someone, you know, who is fully COVID, fully vaccinated, vaccinated like you know, I am your guy. Is right that now. is that something you put on your resume these days? <laughs> fully, uh, maybe it is. You know, maybe it I, is. you know, and I can say I do have a working with children's check. I have I'm WWC vaccinated. I, I, it is AZ though, so if that's an issue for some people, like you know, oh, Southsiders, maybe they're not going to be down with that. 
that, but like, you know, I'm 40, over 40. That's amazing. AZ vaccinated. I, I was speaking to a friend the other day about like, did you feel like when you went to the vaccine centre that like there was a real over 40 fraternity where you were like, hey, oh, you know, we've got plenty of stuff in common, you know, like... You know the '80s. Look, as you know, as a, as a you know as a day job as a healthcare worker, like it was just a it was a requirement. So okay. you know we, it's all in sundry. But um, but the one I don't know, I haven't been schlepping it with the uh, over forties at no. the COVID center. So do they give sandwiches and milkshakes and party know. pies and I things they, like that? I mean, they give things like um, I'm just trying to think like lollipops. Um, well, those remember those like um, French fry type chips from the eighties. Oh, French fries. Yeah, the French fries, <laughs> the Samboy French fries. Samboys, they've got Samboy everywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, we yeah. got we got sandwiches and and cups of tea. It was, oh, it was very, nice. it was really nice. Um, so you're doing well, you know, apart from your blood clots. And- look, look, apart from my my potential blood clots in uh, six to fourteen days. Um, look. Like most musicians in um, in Australia at the moment, I am desperately hunting for end of financial year plug-in sales. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty niche and boring. It's it's been a big thing. Like, and thank you for the uh, Sound Toys recommendation. I uh, picked up uh, Sound Toys uh, Pack Five, oh, lovely, two hundred and forty dollars. Uh, hot tip. Uh, it was a winter solstice special. Ooh, Look, look, so much been happening, dude. Like, I, I threatened to do it all last lockdown. We said we weren't going to talk about lockdowns, but we bought the spa. But I kept thinking, fire pit, fire pit, fire pit. That's that's all I wanted. And the other day, I thought there was no fire pit. And on Saturday came around, and I thought, I'm from the country. I don't need a fucking fire pit. I'm just going to get some sticks. I'm going to put it on the ground and I'm going to fucking light a fire. Saturday night, there was fire and then sl- in my backyard. And then later Saturday night, there was police and fire brigade. <laughs> there, was no, there was whiskey. There was beer. There was wine. There was gin. You know, just like, you know, you, you get a fire, you sit around it, and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden, eight hours just goes. And you run, and you realise you've got no alcohol left in the house. That's true. I've got a chimney oh, in my backyard. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, just letting you know. Let's not go there. Look, I've had my my amp fixed from Simon Tregear today. Oh, I like love Simon, so is that out in Moorabbin? It's in Moorabbin. He's so gruff, but he uh, he called me at. Uh, I dropped it off on Friday afternoon. I said, "Here's my JX. Here's my Eden amp." He's like, "I fucking hate these fucking Fuck amps. These are shit. You know, these are badly engineered. These amps. I'm like, yes, I know that. I know that. Can you just fix it? Six thirty this morning." Got a got a text. Oh wow! Your amp and your keyboard are fixed. Oh I'm my like, god! What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? What is happening with really, this guy? I, mean, I, I will I will tell you the dark art of audio guys. I actually had a microphone fixed the other day, and um, bless bless the man Ross Giles. He's out in um, oh, it's east. Oh, where is it? Montrose. He's oh out wow! In, that's, he, a, yeah, that, a, that's where all good audio techs work. That's true. Or Montrose. And, and, yeah, so he's out in Montrose, and and I went out there to pick up a microphone. And um, for those who are not familiar with what's been going on in Melbourne, there was massive storms. Mm. So picked up some firewood on the way out. Did you? Well, should have because poor Ross had been um, without power for three to four days, oh. and um, and he said, "Look, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There is no heating in the place." And this was like right, you know, nine a.m. in the morning, and um, poor guy, and you know, his family have just been living like with no electricity for about three or four days, 
which made me wonder how he fixed yeah, my yeah, microphone. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no soldering. <laughs> Solar-powered yeah. soldering, maybe. Yeah, it must have been like a hammer and nails job. Yeah. But anyways, it's sounding fantastic. So That's nice. Love those. Love the dark art of the audio, guys. I loved it. Oh, it's, it was a happy time. Um, I, think he, I think he must have fixed it because he knows I pay straight away. So maybe that was a thing. Well, you know. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Any, anything else? Anything else, dude? That's about it. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's just get into it. Well, we, we're feasted. Let's introduce our guest. So, Arik, we've come full circle tonight. We have. Look, I think we need to reach way back into the annals of time to fully comprehend the enormity of the impact this guest has had on our show. And if I may, Arik, if, like, if I could stretch your mind back to a time when we were a little less world-weary mm. than we are now, like when Friday Night Hamburgers were a novelty... When lockdowns began with the number one and not four or five. Oh, yeah. Eric, if you will, can you cast your mind back to a July night in the year 2020 AD? I can. I can. It was a... I believe there was a it was there was a conversation that had taken place about you know a, a need for 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 spice, a need for yeah. passion, a need for you know banter because you know. Look, Clearly, it, it, we did not have that. Well, look, at that I point. think it was a night when you and I both realised that maybe, look, just maybe that the opinions of two middle-aged white guys might not be enough to carry a music review podcast further than three episodes. It's true. So it was upon that realisation that this lady sat down at her microphone and started lobbing hand grenades, as I like to call them, across the Wi-Fi stratosphere at us, and as a result. Some would say that this podcast has gone. Some would say that this podcast has gone from strength to strength. Others may say that they never got past my opening monologue and look and can't really comment on whether that's true or not. But whether it is true or false, what both you and I can attest to, Eric, is that this lady is a ray of sunshine amongst a whole lot of darkness experienced in Melbourne over the past year, and to date. She's still the only 1.5 billion streaming vocalist appear on this podcast. We've, we're not even close to comparing. The only. The only. The one only. Can we give a massive All Music Is Good welcome to Kylie? I throw grenades for fun. Oldest. Welcome, Kylie. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Can't believe it. Welcome back. Welcome back to, uh, to the podcast. I mean, one thing was it did not mention is that Part of you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a world football fan. I like to see the moves of like oh. the the really famous football managers, and you know, basically the one that just you know, you know, if you if you're gonna get this guy, his name's Jose Mourinho. Talking about soccer, yeah. Yeah, you're on you're on the road to success, and and I kind of feel as though tonight we've got Jose Mourinho back in the chair, <laughs> but even better, we're in Jose Mourinho's home. I think that's a bit. I don't know if that's. <laughs> A good analogy, Eric, because Jose Mourinho's on the downward spiral. No, he's not. He always comes back. He <laughs> always you, comes back strong. When was the last Kylie, time he came back? Don't listen to him. So, <laughs> look, before we get into what is going on, I, I just wanted to set the tone that we are in the. Uh, we are not at um, on Street. We are somewhere else because people don't want to know where the 1.5 billion streaming artist is. So we'll bleep that out too. But. We're in a beautiful red room, Kylie, and um, I believe the last time you were on the show, you talked a little bit about painting, so perhaps you could maybe start with kind of the, the colour tone of this room and we can move on to the, the fence that you showed me earlier tonight. <sighs> Thank you. That sounds like a really exciting place to go. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I thought you'd never ask. Yes, so the room is red and it has orange uh, 
undertones. So one wall is red, one is orange. So yeah, and then another one is red and then another is orange. And the last time we had a, a lockdown, and I, the, I think the last time I was on the podcast, uh, we were you were all talking about your pod, your uh, your spas, you know, yes. your, your hot tubs, right? So I did see one, uh, an in ground spa on yeah, my end. That's what we have in common. See the three of us. So I was in mine, and I was taking photos and showing you that um, I'd been painting my fence green. So that's, that's that, I'm glad you went yeah. there because you said you were in the spa taking photos and then you went to the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what we do. That's what we do between the three of us. That's what we were. We're very <laughs> liberal. There was talk about us doing it from the spa We tonight. weren't going to do it in the spa, weren't we? But then oh, you was going, it'll be too noisy and there'll be electrics and um, yeah. water and I'll stuff. Like, whatever. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's so boring, Was That's because he's south side. Yeah. So, oh, so I do God. feel like, I mean, maybe we'll move beyond the, the painting, but I did want to say that uh, we, we have, it's been made clear that we do have a reinforced concrete part behind this wall that's yeah. creating excellent sound. So thank you, Kylie. Thank, thank you, you Brett. Brett. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. Um, <laughs> but uh, look, you know, the cool thing about thank this... You. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't name my children either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, look, you know the, the beauty. Of, the beauty about tonight, um, and you know, to be honest, was a as I've said, like from day dot, this whole thing has been a front for like not only like was it a like bump his own like you know the projects he's involved in, but actually leading us to the point that in fact. When we interview our special guest, we're going to interview the special guest, but we're going to throw to Was for special <laughs> comments. Yes. It's either bass players or people that I yeah, it's a it's an absolute <laughs> racket. But um, look, uh, you know, record's been out for some time. Um, I, I, I've I've heard there's a there's a new remix on on the uh, on the horizon. Uh, some big soul remix in the UK, in in Europe or something yeah, like that. Sure. Dis- disclaimer: It's playing underneath oh, while yeah. we talk. Okay, now. you can so hear it right now. How's that feeling? Did you get that back? When did you get that that back recently? Well, well see, I'm not very in tune with my uh, what's going on in my world, and I was looking for it like last week, trying to show my friend. <laughs> going, I got this awesome remix coming out. You got to hear it. I'll show you. And I was like, we couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> And I was like, what? Where's the fucking thing? He's like, uh, it's coming out on Friday. So, <laughs> okay. so I'd imagine, you know, just historically, you know, that remix is on its way. You'd have some pretty low expectations of what can happen on a remix, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I expect it to be like, you know, streamed at least 1.5 billion One, times. 1. 1.5 well, billion Well, otherwise, why bother? One, I mean, like, you, you know, know, Tones and I has already surpassed that a million times over. I don't like, think she has, actually. No, I she, think she has, yeah. She oh, has. she may be yeah. not. No, I don't know if she's clocked 1.5. No. She's in the billion club. You're in yeah. the billion club. Yeah, well, you know, come mm. on, like, what's next? Come on. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Remix is back. Um, feeling good about it? I really like it, actually. And I, I think that was should play it at the launch. Maybe, but you've got to play it on a five-string bass, which I don't own. No, you have to play it on a keyboard, but actually you oh, have to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just yeah. learn it was. Yeah, but then it, no, it's, anyway, it's complicated. We'll talk about it. We'll so, talk about so it. So when you get a remix back, do you have any kind of input to go, mm, no? No, I have no input. I mean, realistically, anybody in the world can do a remix, can't they? It's just, yeah. I guess, whether the record company or whatever wants to push it, but... I think, you know, it's like when somebody said to me, how do you feel about people stealing your music? And I'm like, if someone wants to steal it, I'm fucking down with it, mate. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. You want to steal something, that makes you that makes me think that you, that you want it. You think it's good enough to steal. But yeah, a remix is like just somebody's um, own, like, uh, it's like they're doing a portrait of you for themselves, you know, which I like. I yeah. think it's giving well, you attention. I love it. Well, you do a lot of top lining as well. I like, you know, well, you know, you do a lot of, um, you know, you, you get requests for vocals to, yeah. on dance tracks quite regularly. Mm. And, you know, I think... I mean, maybe you would agree. I don't know. Maybe you want to comment, but like you know, it's a bit like sh- throwing shit at the wall, isn't it? With, yeah. with with that sort of dance tracks, it's like it can be 
you know, who knows what's going to work and what's not going to work. I mean, yeah. there's... He's got to keep trying. Um, but, yeah, as I was saying to Eric before, it's, it is, it's one of those things where you feel like, you know, if somebody doesn't like the thing that you wrote, then you feel offended and hurt. But it's really just like, no, it's like a dancer or a or an actress and they go for an audition and then everyone goes, no, you're too fat, you're too brown, you're too old, you're too young, you're too, you know, you're too this, whatever. It just doesn't suit the moment. So yeah. for me, though, I'm just like, well, that's it. I'm never writing again. Well, I think especially in that world where most of it is online as well, when you're not in the room with someone, it can often be difficult to work out what it is that someone you know the vision that they're trying to get you to, to absolutely do. yeah um, it's way better to be in the room with somebody and a lot of the songs i've written have been with people that i've never met yeah so it's nice that if you if you're in the room and they go no that try this try that try this try that and or you can yeah do so that are you are you kind of like you get a bit an instruction or are you just kind of like just sing whatever you no, want i guess well it's kind of annoying sometimes because people send you music and then they go oh do something over this so they it sounds to me like they want what i would put over it then i send it to them they like no but i wanted this and i was like well why don't you say what you want you mm. know like well why don't you just do it then like you know jimmy yeah, going yeah. to me when i had to do like a, um you know an aretha franklin um you know or something any kind of uh show that you're trying to you know be some what is it tribute show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um i was i was learning my songs and telling my kid i have to be i have to try really hard because i have to get it perfect because people who come to these shows they love that artist and they want to hear it perfect and he goes well why don't they listen to their record then Good point. I'm like, oh. so Jimmy's actually going to introduce you at the show. You mean beep, beep, Jimmy's beep just going to be introduce you? Oh, so. I'm like, um, I'm like, do you want to eat or what? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I've got to do shit for money. Absolutely, I, I can, I can get down with that. I mean, you know, I think that's going to be your introduction from now on, ladies and gentlemen. If you wanted to hear exactly, you know, artist X, then you should listen to the record but in your own time. Introducing. <laughs> It is a strange. It is yeah. a strange sort of world, isn't it? Because, like, I mean, a lot of dance producers also aren't musicians. You know, no, they're, they're, they're just programmers, like, so. and they're just like thinking about things that they own in their record collection. And, and the biggest, yeah, and, yeah. and getting people to do like what you're hearing, referencing records, is it's not it's, that easy. It's, like, well, it's beyond easy. It's like beyond. almost it's completely impossible. And yeah. I know some of the best, you know, original musicians that have to go out and do like you know tribute shows to make enough money to live. Mm. Because people yeah. want to hear that other shit that they already know. They already heard. They don't want to ever, ever hear anything that's new. Mm, mm, mm. It's mm. interesting. It's interesting. Uh, an interesting world. I, I'm. I mean, I'm not across the, the remix world or the dance music world, and I'm always kind of like, I'm always kind of, I guess, just bewildered by like what a brief might be from someone who's just going, you know, like, is the brief like, I want it to be this, or is it just like, make it. A fucking hit. Like that's kind of the brief, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Every single time, yeah, yeah. make it a hit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And and that like that should, there should probably be li- not much instruction <laughs> beyond that. Hi, here's a beat. Make it a hit. Bye. Which, uh, which but is, what is it? What is a hit? Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, what I don't know. Yeah, nobody knows. But it was, it was interesting to hear like people telling me about meeting um, Nile Rogers backstage and, and him saying, "Oh yeah, they wheel me out when they want a number one." You know, and he's got it. He can he do knows. it. Yeah. Well, we so, gotta get we gotta find get him out what on. He's doing. Get him on. <laughs> Or just, or we'll just start sending him demands. <laughs> totally. I'll just be like, "Hey, Niall, you know, you might not know me, but I need a hit." Yeah. yeah. I mean, wonder how much that costs. Mm. Wonder, I don't what, know. Wonder, what do you reckon it costs to get Niall to play on your track? Two hundred grand. Reckon? Twenty grand? I don't know. <laughs> Twenty bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what that would cost. I reckon. I, I reckon it cost you twenty percent. 
20 yeah, percent. Well, that's right yeah. because I, well, I, I, could, do I could totally give him twenty percent of everything that I ever do. <laughs> when he was, uh, if you read his book, which is incredible, it's an incredible book. Um, I can't remember what the figure was, but I think he pl- he produced Madonna's second album um, with Material Girl and all all, the, all those massive hits on it, and he. Uh, so I think it was 50% or something like that. They he, And there was heaps of number ones on it, heaps of number ones. They said, oh, we'll get him to do the next one. They said, we can't afford to get you to do the next one because you got so much on the first on one. The first one. And they started doing the second album, which he worked on, while the first one was still coming out and having hit, 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 hit wow. with Holiday. Wow, and, um, how amazing. So, but, yeah, they could, he, he wanted to work with her, but he couldn't, couldn't work couldn't with her because him. the label wouldn't let them work together because he just had too much ownership. Too many hits. Too how, many dare, hits. how dare he try to own his own hits? Yeah, mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, how, how dare you ask for at least half of his own? How dare you ask for what worth. you're worth? Yeah, yeah, or at least half. Uh, and we all know that Madonna suffered as a result of it. Yeah, so, poor yeah. thing. Poor thing. I do feel for it. <sighs> and all the people are still milking her. Yeah. What else, Kylie? Anything else? What do you mean? Well, well, I mean, we've been locked down, but I mean, I mean, obviously, you've got a, a big launch coming up in, uh, I do. in a number of weeks. Well, so. you know, yeah. you say these things, and then you really hope that you know you yeah. haven't talked it up too much, because then the world just shuts again. But um, you know, like I'm imagining in my best life that July 23 will be a, a, a thing like the night cat. I'm going to go there and I'm going to do a gig with like everybody that I love, and it's going to actually happen. It's going to happen. Yep. I'm putting it out there right now. Did I? Hang on, I'm touching. Wood. That's good. That's good. That's uh, that's that's all we can wish for. And you know, onwards and upwards. Well, thanks for letting me spruik about it, guys. I hope I haven't just jinxed it. No, no, no. It's happening. Because no, I know we'll, that. We'll let it out. I, I know that when when was actually um like when he shazam something that it goes number one and stuff. So <laughs> it's true. Hopefully, <laughs> if I mention my show on his show, <laughs> I mean, the London Grammar reference. That was actually, that was yeah, incredible. Yeah, but I mean, look for all intents and purposes, Kylie. I mean. <laughs> I know I plan to be vaccinated by the show. Was is already on his I'm way. I'm half vaccinated. Are you, are you half? I'm half. So, I mean, at very least, the three of us can show up That's and we'll have a great <laughs> night. You know? Uh, put some Actu- tunes on. We'll put va- a boom, boom, shake the room on. I mean, that's the only thing they've got on their sound. Was no words. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, the smell. God. The smell. <laughs> smells of and the you night know what? Cat. Yeah, because I remember I, I was listening to that one with Danny and I was like, hey, when he mentioned the smell of the night cat, but I was like, I can't believe that you guys didn't even talk about the. It's actually the smell of the disinfectant that they clean the toilets with. It I was like, is, I can't get over it. It is. It is the smell of disinfectant or it's lemons. And I mean, you go Danny, in there, you, yeah. can't, you come out smash, smelling like it. And you smash really glass. do. And smash glass. Yeah. yeah. And is. Yeah, smash glass and, um, you know, Ma- Max's hot tips on sound checks, but <laughs> never mind that. Oh, and I remember we used to have the uh, the camera out the back door. Oh, yeah. So you that, know, the back door still and open. And when he was overseas and like he was like ringing up, what is the band doing out the back? Oh, Get on stage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right. Shall we? We shall. Let's uh, let's take it to the Instagram like of the week. Oh, I love this bit. Mm. All right, the Instagram like of the week. Is this week. where you do the, the music from... Where's that music? No, 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 that's later. Oh, so exciting. I love but that. we can put that in here. I mean, <laughs> what just music get you, are you talking about? Um, Sal Century. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're dissing Chip. I mean, this is Chip Wickham's classic tune, oh, sorry, Astral Chip. Journey, off love his uh, third oh. album. So that's how we. No, I didn't mean is that. that? How we cleared it. We, we, we have cleared it. Like, we've sort of technically not cleared it contractually, but that's fine. I sort of had a word to him, and he sort of mentioned that it might be okay. I didn't mean that. Anyway, was this that? Chip, I thought was you. this the part where you play that song? But now I see that you're playing Chip. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, the Instagram like of the week is a segment that celebrates a new Instagram account we've come across between episodes. Each week, I invite Arik and our celebrity guest this week, Kylie Aldis, to guess what this mystery account may be. 
As we reiterate each episode, it's not about us. We don't go for the cheap thrill of seeing that like tally increase on our account. It's more about the type of people we honor with a like on their account. Because we don't like just anyone, Eric. It's a selective group of people who receive this honor. Just ask Angela Merkel. Yes. Just ask Taksin Shinawat. Oh, Taksin Shinawat, the Thai Prime Minister. Well, the, the ousted Thai Prime Minister in exile. Um, just ask Olivia Newton-John. And the <laughs> the um, the uh, Instagram um, account all week is being saying to me, because you like ONJ, you should really like John Travolta. I'm like, I oh, know. Oh, that's a little bit predictable, uh, isn't he's it? He's so hot, though. When I don't like, like the algorithms. He, was, like he, the was, he was in so my hot. dream last night, actually. Oh. Was he dressed as Danny? No, uh, something was going on in my dream and John Travolta. You know when you have a dream and... Because you had ONG in your head. Yeah, probably. Anyway, sorry, was I? Anyway, this week, <laughs> our guest was born in the United Kingdom in the well-to-do northern London suburb of Essex. Oh, yes. Great great part of town. Very well-to-do. Mm. Her mum was a hairdresser. Oh, so it's a female... Is Kylie writing it down? The yeah. clues. Yeah, <laughs> her mum was a hairdresser, and her dad I'm very competitive was an electronics engineer. What was her mum? Hairdresser. Hairdresser. And her dad was an electronics engineer. Okay. After seeing the movie Fame in 1980, mm. she decided that she wanted to be an entertainer. Okay. And when she grew up, she joined, or as a teen, she joined a group called Persuasion. That had a minor hit on oh, the UK that's charts. A great name for a band, or a fragrance. <laughs> I'd say fragrance first, but there's tie-ins there, definitely, mm, definitely okay. tie-ins. Um, she has an alias first name, which most people know her by, and that alias is an acronym for a navy term. Stop! What are you doing? A Navy term. Oh, MIA? No. <sighs> Good try. Um, it has been rumoured that she's only smiled once in her life. <gasps> what? At the announcement of her engagement. Navy term. So, but so fame, what year was so, fame as the musical? 80s. 1980s. 80s. So, obviously, of age enough to make a decision about her life at that point. Hmm, and and a name that is not her real is it a real name or is it a, it's a, a stage she moniker? She goes by an, yeah, an, a alias. Stage moniker, an alias. Ginger Spice. Ginger. No, that's no. not it. What would that what would the acronym Ooh, be? Uh, acronym. I don't know. It's, I hate acronyms. It's so I hard. <laughs> okay, um is, is, is Ginger her real name? What's no, her name? It's Jerry Halliwell. Oh, Jerry Halliwell. Of course. Sorry. Um she I think she smiles. She has three children and the godparents are Elton John and Elizabeth Hurley. Is it the other, it's the other one? It's the one that's married to the footballer. It's, it's, it's uh, oh, the skinny Victoria one. Victoria Beckham. Yeah. Posh, Posh Spice. The acronym is Port <laughs> Out Starboard Home. Posh Spice. Posh. <laughs> yes. Smiling. I got it. <laughs> The the, uh, the the Jerry Hallowell. I was close, right? Yeah. I was close. I don't know yeah. when, you, when you said not smiling. Like how? Yeah, you I was thinking Jerry about Hallowell? her. I was thinking yeah. posh. Yeah, she doesn't smile. Yeah. No, she does not smile. Well, she's too yeah. hungry. Yeah. And her last crew, her husband and her are said to be worth an estimated two hundred million pounds. Wow. Welcome to and still he wants the to read the nanny. Music is good. Podcast, Podcast posh spice. Posh Victoria Beckham. Victoria, posh Victoria Beckham. Beckham. I've got a story about. 
Port out I've got, a, like I've got a story about um, uh, Jerry Halliwell, Ginger Spice. Mm. I was catching a train um, from from Paris to London. Yeah, and and this was just like I guess a bit of a kind of dawn, like it dawned on me because I saw Ginger Spice catching the same train. She where, catches trains, which was the first question that I asked myself. Is like is she poor? Is so Ginger Spice her? catching? No, it was Ginger Spice, oh, okay. and I was like, is Ginger Spice catching a train? Ginger from Spice, fucking, love it. <laughs> Were you on the train with um, Florence and the Machine? No, I wish. <laughs> I yes. wish. But she was catching a train. Or ONJ. She was catching a train from London to Paris. No, Paris, London. I'm like, oh, okay. surely things are not going that well for her if she's catching the train. But then it dawned on me that actually it's actually probably faster yeah, way to faster. catch the train. Yeah. Who and wants to go to Heathrow? Who wants to go to Heathrow? Wouldn't everybody Gatwick? talk to her? Like, wouldn't everybody no, no, annoy her? Oh, she's probably in first class. Oh, you, so you just sort of get on. But you know, like, you know, like on V Line, it's eleven dollars to catch it, like to go on first class. You yeah, know, like yeah, it's eleven dollars right. more. It's yeah. Like, yeah, on the train. Look, she might have had you know a packed lunch and off yeah. she so went. So did did you see it get on the train? Did you see people try to get an autograph no, no, and all stuff? All I saw or? was I was like, what the hell is Ginger Spice doing catching the train from Paris to London? And did you run up and get an autograph? No, I just kind of like looked at her because I had this thing like at that point. I looked at her. She looked. She looked at me. We knew. I bumped into a supermodel also in, on that trip. And you chose her instead? No, I bumped into Erin McNaught at the airport. Okay. I'll, to, I've got, to, um, to Barcelona. Well, Europe is that sort of place. Like when, supermodels and rock stars You guys everywhere. are just the coolest because people I've ever in, met. Uh, when, I was in the, uh, when I was in my end of tour holiday in, in Portofino, um, Portofino, the... Um, <laughs> Miranda Kerr and, and Orlando Bloom just walked past me going to their super yacht. I'm like going, oh my what? God. What? what? Did you go That's, with them? You should have. Uh, no, I should have just so dropped Kylie, the Aussie accent. They would just want to run away. So, <laughs> Kylie, your line of questioning is really starting to like reveal that I need to hang out with you more because <laughs> – Basically, rather than going, wow, that's so fantastic, you're like, and then what did you do? And yeah. then did you go on their yacht? Did you sit next to Jerry yeah. Harrywell? So yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> if I, if we were, you know, if we had the opportunity <laughs> to travel, backpack around Europe together, which I look forward to. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, Pat, you know, is that is will that be the vibe? Would you go? Cool. There's the there's the big star. Let's go and actually have a chat with him. Well, I'm not really like um, those sort of. I'm not that sort of person really. Because like, but I mean, as a child, my my parents like we went overseas and all that sort of stuff, and we did a lot of stuff. My dad was working in um, overseas, so at, because he was working, I didn't understand that. I only ever first went on a plane. My first time on a plane, I was probably twelve, and we were on first class, and you know, like up in the top in the bubble, and that. And it wasn't until I was like. 20 or 30 that I realized that there was it was like actually like a bus back there I was like what is going on here what is yeah so I'm just like um and you know rich and famous people it's kind of like well they're just people yeah they're just people like us and I I was just like me and was yeah we'll talk I was listening to person the other day saying how they had um a friend of theirs was uh, a geologist and he lived up north of Brogan Hill and he didn't really go any much or do anything and he went overseas he goes to Aspen every year because he's got money but he never goes anywhere so he went there and he um was he, he met this dude at the bar and he goes oh hey going they were chatting and this dude goes he goes oh what are you doing he goes oh I'm in movies and stuff and he goes oh yeah anything I would have heard of and he goes oh um Batman um <laughs> like one flew over the cuckoo's nest and he's like no, no Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he cannot what? get that. I know, yeah. so, so now they're still friends because Jack Nicholson's like, my God, imagine he would have gone, look, everyone, look, look, look at this guy. He doesn't even, still doesn't even know. No, that is nothing, incredible. nothing. <laughs> it's not like Jack Nicholson is like inconspicuous. Do you no, know what I mean? Jack no. Nicholson looks like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, he probably looks like an old man, doesn't he? That's true. Really? That's yeah, true. but this dude was like, hadn't seen any of those movies. And he was like, nah, I've been looking at rocks in the middle no, of the street. No, no. <laughs> well, nah. Can't point it, can't pick it. Well, I'm on that note, Eric, like, 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 thanks, <laughs> thanks for shining a light on our mediocrity. Um, I really appreciate that in our story. No, but realistically, <laughs> no, what he's shining a light on is the fact that we're all just people yeah, and yeah. we shouldn't like be star fuckers, really, should we? Because see, a lot of those people get a bit sad of having no friends because everyone's trying to get something from them well, or trying to suck true. up their maybe ass or something. Orlando just say hello and be nice to them. We're thinking that they just walk past me, like, you know. Yeah, like, there's Was. Like, oh, is that Was? All music is good, you know. Well, I can't remember the band is, yeah. Isn't that yeah. All Music Is Good past podcast? Is that, is that was from All Music Is Good? I wonder what super yacht he's on this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Not so Oh, don't talk to him. Don't embarrass him by talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. He's just a person. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. I mean, um, I'm almost inclined to start a new segment of who's like the most fun, famous person you've ever met because mine was George Negus. That was <laughs> <laughs> That's my Instagram like of the week for next oh, week. Oh, oh you ruined on, it. Man. Come on, just cut that out. All right, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so powerful was. You're well, an editor, editor-in-chief. On that note, let's, um, let's have a quick break and uh, we'll come Think back. about the more famous people that we know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk around the pool table <laughs> while we uh, pour another glass of cognac and... And we'll come back with the first album of the week. going to put it straight out there before I get into it. I've gone to a secondary bio source tonight. Oh my God. This, let's say, look, let's just see how we go. You've gone uh, to the world book. You can just <laughs> give me a review of my uh, my new bio source. What do you mean um, you didn't use Wikipedia? Well, I haven't used Wikipedia tonight. Because of Ryan? <laughs> I think so. He's getting all self-conscious. <laughs> anyway, uh, let, let's try it out. Anyway, so the first album tonight uh, is by Slater Kinney, uh, Path of Wellness is the album. So, like many a great band, Slater Kinney inhabited their time so thoroughly, it took an extended hiatus to realise the extent of their legacy. In many respects, they were one of the defining American Indian bands of the second half of the 90s. The group that harnessed all the upheaval of the alt-rock explosion of the first part of the decade and channeled it into a vigorous mission statement. It was not incidental that Slater Kinney were an all-female band. Prior to um, prior to Slater Kinney, co-leaders uh, Corin Tucker and Carrie Brownstein both started playing music in the Northern Pacific riot girl bands, and their feminism and queer core roots were deeply embedded in their rock and roll. But calling them the best female rock band of the generation is too confining. By every measure, Slater Kinney were one of the best bands of their time, capturing the tenor of the time and then expanding at a rapid clip delivering record after record that redefine their music without abandoning their punk rock or political ideals. Their hot streak began once drummer Janet Weiss um, joined for 1997's Dig Me Out and it ran until 2005's The Wood, after which they entered into an indefinite hiatus. That lasted nearly a decade um, during those 10 years of silence. Tucker pursued a solo career, Weiss drummed with ex-pavement leader Steve Malcolmus and new millennial band The Jicks, 
Uh, Brownstein turned her mainstream turned into a mainstream star due to her starring role on Portlandia, a comedy set sketch show she created oh. with fellow indie rock refugee Fred Armisen in 2011. Portlandia helped push Brownstein and Slater Kinney into a mainstream that they had never known. So when they returned in 2015 with No Cities to Love, it was welcomed by their largest audience yet. No Cities to Love turned out to be as much a conclusion as a comeback because Janet Weiss left the band just prior to 2019 release of the St. Vincent produced The Centre Won't Hold, an album that brought Tucker and Brownstein into new musical territory. They continue to explore on their new self-produced Path of Wellness album. Wow. What do you think of that? Great bio. Good bio, hey? Where'd you get it from? Not telling. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about it over, you know, I'll just keep it to myself for a little bit, I think. Um, look, what do we want? What do we want? What do we want to do with this one? Well, I think why don't we just open it up and kind of just share our just like overall thoughts as a group? I think that might be you know best, right. the best the best pe- look, plan of attack. Look, I'm gonna I'll, I'll start off. Like I'm just gonna say like for me, this album just blasted out of the speakers. Like it was like um it was like a Strokes album. Like might have sounded like 20 years ago for me. Like it just came out of the speakers. Like and it's indie punk and. I loved it and I wanted more. And like track two started, which is going on in the background now. I'm just like, hell yeah. Like massive intro, mm. slinky verse bass line, slinky guitar that just That's wor- worry with you. I had that down as well. And, and then the chorus, like, oh my God, it's just like, it was like everything. And I, I went, I went as soon as I listened to it, I just pushed repeat again which and one? repeated again. This, this track, track that's going two, in the background. Worry, worry, two. worry with you. Which, worry with me was my favourite yet. It was just mm. a banger. And like that's not worry with you underneath here though he's singing number two yeah that is worry with you isn't it oh, no, no, no worry with you no, track three number track, two oh, is high in the grass yeah, yeah. high in the grass oh, okay, yeah track sorry. three is worry with you and like well worry with me as well like sorry, worry, with, you, worry with you is like I love that as well like it's a total hip shaker mm. and then again the chorus like. These ladies like write incredible choruses, like and incredible s- intros and incredible riffs. Super catchy, yeah. Yeah. and like t- to be honest, like like I wanted it to stop there because I'm like going, <laughs> I was happy, mm. like I was really happy. Um, <laughs> Just press repeat for the last three. <laughs> but, but it kept going. No, but I thought it kept going. Like I, I love Shadow Town, and like then you know Shadow Town started, and I'm like I'm getting hints of what well, more than mm. a hint of Patty Smith and PJ Harvey on on that song. Yeah, uh, especially in the vocal phrasing because the the vibrato on the sort of downward inflected long notes is mm. so Patty Smith, and. And then when you start th- tuning into that, there's so many like songs that that reference her and that whole post wave punk genre on this album. Um, but like seriously, who gives a shit? Because it's done <laughs> so well that it was just it was bang. Good neighbor was a banger. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah go. And Kylie, I'd love to get this, your take on this as well. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, my Slidikini's been around, right? They're, they're not obviously, well, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, and what I noticed was like it was very band, like it was band oriented. So it wasn't just like I'm going to write a song on my acoustic guitar, write the top line against really good chords, and then off it goes. Man, it's it rock and roll. It was rock and roll, and it, that's right. And the, I mean, the things that popped out for me was like the intros and these crazy hooky parts on the electric guitar in particular um, that would just like set up the space. It's almost like, do we ha- like? Is that is that a is that a dying style? Like that where where people are kind of just letting the bandness of a song shine through. Like, you know, when you guys write your songs, for example, you know. Look, I, I would say, like, I I got the reason I got so excited about this is because 
we reviewed Foo Fighters album. Mm-hmm. And we reviewed what was that other album that UK? Oh, oh no, oh, the Portland. Yeah. They're from Portland, weren't yeah. they? I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but like you know, it was almost <laughs> sort of like rock and roll is dad rock, and like this was not dad this rock. Was not dad this rock. was like middle aged mum, middle aged mum rock, middle aged mum rock. <laughs> yeah. But like it was like the middle aged mum have gone. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah. Like I'm fucking, I'm going, yeah. I'm going yeah. for it, and like uh, it's, it's, there's, no, it's, it's not awesome. perfect, it's not but produced it's, perfectly. It's that there's angular bits jutting out yeah, of the speakers. The also, tr- it's not a whole, it's a duo. It was a trio, but now it's a duo. So like, and on the the writing credits, there's two of them. I mean, you can, and like we all know with a duo or with a trio, you got a power. It's a power. Thing, you know, like you got, you don't need if you've got five or six or twenty thousand people writing the song, it's not the same. You know, like what do you mean? Well, it's it gets watered down. Too many cooks spoil the broth. These no, chicks no. have got a fucking power thing. They got a they got a they got a, a thing that goes on like that. Mm. They got and there's just the two of them. There's nobody else that they don't need anyone else. And they're just going. They're smashing it out. And it's like it's real. It's raw. It's fucking. It's there. Do you reckon? I mean, that's, it's, it's interesting. Like my question is because it sounds so band centric. Do you reckon they're like? Writing it, just the two of them, and then they're bringing it to a band, or I don't, I don't know. I just I, like my like it's so it's, raw. It, it's it just sounds like they don't need anyone else. Mm. It's just like those riffs are so like I just think of rehearsal rooms and riffs and a guitar player or be or one of them just going, "This is a cool riff. Why don't we write around that?" And then the drummer's like in and well, the drummer left the band. The drummer was the she, person who yeah, left the band, left, yeah. um, mm. Janet Weiss. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not really well, sure. But that, like really you know, good. the first song, like I loved it when I heard it. But the first one that got me right in was that "Worry with You." It was just such a like you know, written like a pop sensibilities realistically. But it, we you know, it's a punk. It's a punk genre, you know. And these chicks, like uh, what you know, we get down to favorite neighbor. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? What's her name? What's her name? It's fucking Lane Lovitch, isn't it? That's yeah. exactly who it is. Hey, did you um, mm. did you think it needed the first two songs to get you to track three? Like, or were you just like, I'm not really sure. Number two, I I was like, I don't even have any notes for number two because I was just like, no, I liked it when I first heard it because the path of wellness, I was like, that's great. I like it. It's pretty. It's it's kind of nice. I mean, I don't, as I've got to say, don't usually like white rock, but but this got me in because it was like, it's so honest and and real. uh, Yeah. Just on what Kylie was going to say, sorry to interrupt, was I, I totally got that vibe as well. And, and especially in this genre where everything is referential, like, you know, everyone's always re- re- referring to what's come, but then you have artists that lived that right girl thing mm. and they just keep on doing it. And it's not like a throwback, it's just them. And, well, they probably started it, you know, that's what and they're I mean. allowed yeah, to yeah, be yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. Yeah. Well, it had those punk sensibilities, I think, like like through it. Like it, it, it wasn't meant to be They're perfect. unapologetic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, look, I put this on... Like I listened to another album that we're going to listen to later. I put that on around the fire and it was sort of got to 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, no, well, I put this on. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put it on. And then like we, the people around were listening to it. I was like, this is great. Like this is really <laughs> awesome. It like, is. And I, I was really surprised how much I engaged with it. And they've got a huge following. Like I've never heard of them before and they're super I, famous. Like, yeah. So I'm living in my little bubble over me, here. Me neither. And you know they're out on Milk Records, which is a Melbourne No. Label. Yep. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, so... I guess they've Who had a resurgence. That? So Milk Records well, is... Uh, Liz, uh, uh, well, Liz, Liz is on Milk there, Records. Milk. So um, I, I believe it originally set up by Courtney Barnett, but I think run by Jen, Jen Chloe now. Yep. Wow. And um, uh, yeah, Milk Records is awesome. like Slater Kinney is on that. So it's basically all Melbourne bands and Slater Kinney, which Fantastic. is really cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, really cool. Amazing. Oh, look, like, I just thought this was... Uh, look, I mean, there's other songs. You know, Tomorrow's Grave was like... Was like 
obnoxious. It was an obnoxious mm, song. It's hard. It's hard. And I loved it's hard it. rock. I'm yeah. just like, this is this is crazy. And super dark. Um, and complex female character was like oh, hilarious. Yeah, like yeah. With, <laughs> it was just it was awesome. Like there was just a lot of fun, um, but there was a lot of danger. There was a lot of just take no prisoners, and it's like, and that's how it, how this type of music needs to be. I just. I thought it was an absolute gem of an album. Yeah, obviously um, lesbian music and they're not, you know, trying to pretend there's something that they're not or, you know, like in some ways though I feel like some I of the lyrics were a bit. I don't, no, I but I mean like in some ways like, you know, when now that everybody's talking about you're not allowed to be rude to women but it's going back the other way where it's kind of like, you know, um, is it uh, complex female? It's like almost like a woman going, I want you to be like this. Yeah, I yeah. want you to be like oh, that. So, like, yeah, yeah. so what, I'm yeah. allowed to say this but a man's not allowed to say that. You yeah. know, it's mm. like. <laughs> it, was so, it was such a great song. Mm. Um, look, I can't remember. I can't recommend this album highly enough. I I thought um, for those who, you know, still wanna who, who wanna listen to a rock record that's real. Like this is it. This is yeah. as real as it gets. Yep, totally agree. And I just think it's and been catchy. made with catchy. And catchy. It's been made with love and respect, um, um, for what the genre is. Like I think, and I. And I, I hope it kills it. But I hope yeah, and still like it. loving, like like I like that you know the Bring Mercy song. It was kind of like I'm oh, just sort of notes going. Could this you know? It sounds like it's about you know people that are in a war zone that are neighbors and then you know end up being at war with each other. And it's like you know we live together all this time and then we end up hating each other. It's like and they're like, come on, stop this shit. We've we got to love each other. It's a, it's such a woman song, you know, written written from a place of love where it's like, guys, you can't fix everything with guns. Mm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to reference you- this later. Sorry, but, but like it, it felt like. This is when Nirvana went and got Steve Albini to do In Utero. It's like about production. Yeah, production-wise. Like, it had that sort of... Ugh. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty heavy, pretty massive. Just, yeah. It was, it was great. Sorry. So, it's, lyrically, you know, Kylie, me and Waz are really quite, always quite conscious that we don't listen to the lyrics <laughs> too much. Um, <clears throat> but you've obviously picked up on a couple of lyrical bits. In, in, in Any other kind of cool stories that... Th- and, kind of things that you'd noticed on any of the other tracks? No, I just I just thought it was yeah, really like very very, you know, for for women of women by women. Yep. Um and in some as I said, you know, like some ways going backwards and being a bit aggressive towards, you know, uh, ourselves but it's like well why do we have to stop being aggressive and horrible to each other just because we're not men? <laughs> you mm, know. Mm, but mm. yeah, there's there's so many things in here. Yeah. Um and, and yeah, it's a full, it's a, I don't know, I guess you're not supposed to say this has to stay in a lesbian genre, but it was like, because, you know, it's fucking pop music, really. But, yeah, but it comes really is. But when I, I was trying to think who is, and I had to go back and look through all my old records, it's, it's Lena, is it Lena or Lena Lovich? It exactly sounded that like that to me. And I loved her when I was younger and I was like, it, yeah, for me, I don't know. I haven't got much to add, really. I, I really enjoyed it. I really Lena enjoyed the Lovitch. lyrics. I'll have to look, look her up. And you were singing that song along along with that song before, and you were sort of picking up the science fiction divinals. Yeah, vibe it sounded as well. like yeah. Oh, I totally to me, yeah. had a divinals vibe. Mm, I got yeah. that vibe a hundred percent. That was what I was trying to pick uh, earlier, and I could couldn't pick it. Just, just Lena Lovitch. Uh, you said Indi- American Indian, but I think you're gonna have to cut that out because you didn't mean that. I think you're reading, reading something it from was somewhere. American Indie. Did American, I say uh, Indian? Yeah, did Indian. I? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll fix that later. Me and Kylie were like, beep. <laughs> They're, they're third generation Indians. Didn't work out. But that's cool. Uh. Thanks for noting, Kylie. I forgot I was, we had to raise that. Um, over to you, was to throw over to me. Well, uh, okay. Well, Arik, I think, uh, unless Kylie, you've got anything to add, I think we might throw this to the All Music is Good rating scale that Arik so generously thinks about 
as the only thing he has to think about <laughs> oh. for each podcast. Um, Arik, I'll throw it to you to, well, sorry, to, but one more thing. to what let about us know the, about that, this week's sponsor. That no knives with one minute, like one minute 16. Sorry, we were just like, oh, what's no, that about? Kylie, what's just, that about? just to that, I mean, you know, what we've noticed is these days songs can be 10 seconds and albums can be four Doesn't matter. Albums and, can be four songs. Okay. And I love that though. I, 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 and that's going to okay. come up later in yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Today. okay, sorry, sorry. Um, Back to the thing you were talking about. Eric, can I just throw to you to introduce the All Music is Good unofficial sponsor? Okay, thank you guys. I know Kylie favorite. loves this segment because we get to play the cool music. So every week on the All Music Is Good podcast, we like to shout out an uh, unofficial podcast sponsor. We do. The unofficial podcast sponsor has had no actual influence on the podcast, has not contributed anything, but we do like to celebrate them nonetheless. Good disclaimer. And they are often, I guess, deep dives into my own neuroses, and I do thank Waza for uh, enabling this behaviour. I love it. So... Without further ado, this week's unofficial podcast sponsor is The Melway. Woo! I love this. I've the got one. Melways. I still have one in my boot. Okay. Yes. That's, that makes me really happy. Thanks, Kylie. Yes. What about oh the Sidways? Don't forget the Sidways. The Sidways can be, it can be the Melways slash Sidways. Gregory's. Gregory's. Oh, Gregory's, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, it never really caught on, though. Okay, so this is. I mean, I've gone. I've done a bit of research that is on awesome. this. Um, awesome. So, well, where was it tonight? Well, that's where we're going <laughs> to talk about this. We're going to talk about this, but not the street name. We're going to talk about this exactly, Kylie. I've got that piece of paper right here. So, Melway, Melway, Melway. Yes, colloquially Thank you. referred well to as Melways or the Melways, is a street directory for Melbourne, Victoria. Um, Australia and its immediate surrounds, including the city of Geelong. So the city of oh. Geelong always gets in the Melway. Oh, is that a recent it? thing? Or? In the past, it what, was. What all... year did that come in? Well, wait know? for it. Sorry. I've got it here. <laughs> what about Melton? Sorry. Guys, you know. <laughs> what about, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> what about Nary Warren? Is Berwick in there these days? Well, look, you know, just let me do my thing, please. Yes, all right. In the past, it was almost ubiquitous. It is currently in its 48th edition. They're still the making it. 2021 mm, edition released Wow! on my, July 2020. My dad oh, got How one much for are Christmas. they these days? A 2021 for Christmas. I've got that answer too. Oh, it's so good. Right? So Merv Godfrey and another partner <laughs> conceived Melway, not the Melways, Melway in the 1950s. The Melways. Sadly, that partner died in 1961. So we don't know who Merv Godfrey's partner was, but they did die in 1961. Okay. Godfrey's it, oh, under suspicious circumstances. He's been taking, he's been taking all the royalties since then, hey? But exactly. <laughs> There's, they didn't put that in Wikipedia. So Godfrey was set out to secure a new partner and he found Ivan Mackay. Together they developed the first Melway. After five years of work and research, the first edition was released in May 1966. Some sceptics felt that Melway would fail to sell because its price at the time was $2.50. Failed to sell too nearly, expensive. Nearly <laughs> twice that of its nearest competitor. <laughs> wow, that is a lot. Wow. All of the 106 original maps were hand drawn in ink. So were they hand drawn? incredible. Excuse yeah. me, was it a book at that point or was it a fold out map? I'm going to have to do Look, some more research. And could you also like paint a picture of so the listeners can fully comprehend like what else would two dollars fifty buy you in 1961? In, well, probably a house. And I'm just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> A house, well, definitely, yeah, a house in in um, in one of in Geelong, a house in Geelong. How much was a, uh, like a uh, like a 180 gram steak in 1961? I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you, you it? look it up? I'm going to keep on you doing my, my piece. If you can find yeah. us the currency conversion of 
1966, then we'll, we'll play I'll, ball. I'll do that now. Okay. But by the early 1980s, Melway was the most popular street directory in Melbourne. Oh, sorry, I've, I've skipped ahead. Um, all of the 106 maps were hand-drawn. First editions of Melway... Can, wait for it. First editions of Melway now sell for $500 on the second-hand market. Whoa. Yeah. A reprint of the first edition was released in 2012 and can be purchased from Melway... For $150. Oh, wow. And That's I've got right. one in the back of my car. It's right. totally wrecked. So the, the original maps from the first edition can be viewed online via a clickable map. <laughs> so we might have to do a bit of research later. Oh, my God. I remember listening. I think it was um, a, a comedian, uh, is it Rachel Berger, I think, uh, was hilarious saying that her dad had, you know, if you wanted to torture him, you would, like, tie him up and fold the map incorrectly in front of him. <laughs> I can totally get that. That would be infuriating. <laughs> Or turn the map upside down. Yeah. Turn the map upside down, rip out some pages. <laughs> or those first pages. Remember 2A, 2B, 2C, 2D? Those ones. Oh, yeah. Of the inner city. Because you used to always get your map out and your, your Melway out yeah. and you would look at it up and you would think about it and you'd work out how you were going to get there. You go, you know, and then, then you would put it down and then you would drive. That's right. You put it down and then you drive. Not these days. Bloody hell, which we'll talk about in a sec. But in 1982, after the 14th edition of Melway had been released, it was awarded the International Cartographic Association's Excellence Award as well as the inaugural award for cartographic... Oh, no, sorry. As well as the... Oh, and sorry. It won that award and then, and then the Sidways also won that award that year. Uh, newsflash, newsflash. Cartographic. Um, $2.50 in 1960 is worth approximately $21.86 in 2020. Wow. Which, which sounds about right. You'd probably spend 20 to, bucks on a million. Like, no, it used to be 50. Really. That would be around 50 bucks, yeah, wouldn't they? Yeah, And with a laminated... I've just told you cover. what they were. It's $21.86. <laughs> yeah, no, but like... But no, but, but, like, but, no, but, but the, one, the first one I ever bought was 50 bucks. Oh, right. Oh, so you got ripped off. No, That's I think what, what Kyle's saying, worth. I love Kylie, because like it had a beautiful laminate on the front, heavy book. Beautiful. And you had to buy the thing with the laminate I once went into the, the newsagents the, the and tried to read it, like, you know. <laughs> read it, write, write the directions down. That's <laughs> yeah, like reading the Herald Sun. You go into the servo and have a look at the laminate. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't, totally would do that. You know, if I owned a service station, I'd be like, you cannot read the newspaper. <laughs> they didn't like me. <laughs> so I've got a couple more fun facts and then we'll get down to the rating scale. But most motorists in Melbourne have a copy of the Melway, which is I don't believe is true anymore. No. As do many taxi drivers. Do you I guys do have any? I don't. Bus drivers <gasps> and some in hire cars. The Victoria Police Fire Brigade Ambulance Service in Victoria, State Emergency we'll Service, St. John Ambulance, um, and all officially use Melways. What a scam. I reckon Who, I've got... What? Wait for it, wait yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, and Carl, you mentioned it earlier. Its main competitor is... Gregory's? Correct. I've got at least three copies of the Do you think Gregory was was the partner who died? Maybe. (laughs) That makes sense. And that is the most popular brand in all other states and territories. Oh, interesting. Yep. So I guess the reason, I mean, just a bit of background as to how we've landed here. I uh, I bought a new phone this week and I was like dealing with... It looks fancy. It is fancy. It's got three cameras on it. It's got three cameras. And it, nice. and it stopped working on my way here. I'm touching and it, and it. what it meant was I, I, I'd never driven. I haven't driven from Brunswick to Glenroy before. I've driven from St Kilda to Glenroy, but I'd never driven from Brunswick. Well, you've to been Glenroy, in lockdown. Why is, would you go anywhere? That's true. And uh, I was halfway over to this place, and the phone died. And I was like, I actually fucking can't get to Kylie's place. Mm. So I turned the car <laughs> around, went back to where I was, wow. wrote the directions on this piece of paper, which you might take a picture of later. Yeah. 
Um, Not and just with the see, address. Of if you were <laughs> in Hay, you could have just gone. Excuse me, where does Kyla live? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. Well, no, after no, after everyone listens before. to this, after everyone <laughs> listens to this podcast, <laughs> then no, pretty much can ask tell you. <laughs> no, what, no, what she meant to say was what if you were in. Beep, <laughs> you could just ask where you were. Yeah, where Kyla lives. So look, it did take me back. So this is huge. Like this has taken you. This has made you turn around. Turn around. This is big. And I'm ready for a Melway. I'm, I think I'm going to go home on my way home. I'm How about a, a charger? How about a char- that? A charger would be good too. <laughs> charger or a Gregory's. You know what? I might just <laughs> fuck. I might just fuck go. Melways. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'll be like, oh, just get the Gregory's, and people will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You weirdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm from Sydney. Yeah. UBD, babes. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, the Gregory's is the Sidways. It is such the Sidways. Yeah. And, and, the, and the graphs and the grids are all fucked. Like, yeah, yeah. And the book's too small. Too small. And there's a yeah. new road every week. There's a new road every week. I mean, you know what? There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. But let's <laughs> let's talk about how we're going to... I have to go to bed now. Yeah, how <laughs> we it is cheaper than buying a new car for your Ford Focus or whatever you got. That's true. Ford Fiesta. Fiesta. <laughs> I'd say the Melway's been more Every week I get it wrong. Than my Ford Fiesta. Ford Fiesta's been going for about 20 weeks now. It has been. <laughs> So, um, uh, should we get to our rating yeah, scale? What are we it. thinking? Uh, what are we? I mean, I, I would assume like one A, one B, one A, totally. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So one A is the best. So, are we going with the Melway scale? Are yeah, we like the, the Mel, which map? The Melway yeah. scale. So, so, what, so, how does this and work? But what, like what if you have like to go over three pages to get there? Like, if yeah. you have, it's out. Well, you're going to rural. It's like like somewhere shit like Glenroy. This is outrageous. So you're saying that that being regional is is lower. Oh, Kylie, totally. I'm no, so offended. No, no, that's not what we're I'm saying. I'm from at the all. country, no, and I'm from I'm, I'm from a shit <laughs> suburb. No, sorry, sorry, Glenmore. I'm from a, I'm from an outer suburban area. Yeah. So that means that like you're making me feel like bad about myself so now. You guys are giving me issues. I'm gonna have to go and pay for a Southside yeah. freaking like. Oh, well, what's your psychologist? No, she, she's right. She's right. Was that? Let's make. Does this mean that what make, is on one you know what? What's on one A? Let's make page two hundred and fifty-six. F7. I don't want to. Yes, I don't want to go to the CBD because it's full of germs. That's right. So 256. COVID. Oh, the reverse COVID scale. Yeah, so 256 F7 is the high watermark. (laughs) How am I going to do it? Right? How am I going to do it? 256 F7 is the high watermark. No, let's just come. Bring it back. Can we bring it back to Glenroy, please? Okay, what is Glenroy? Can you get the Melway's Eddy car? I'll push pause on the car. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, we're going to be back in just a minute with Kylie on the Melway's. All right, and we're back. We're back. We have uh, we have just we've worked out that not only does Kylie have a Melways in her car, she also has one in her kitchen a cupboard. Spare one. So we we have we have moved to the Melways. What what edition is that, Ari? So this is well. I mean, you know, I, I would have known, but Kylie's also got like. A special protective cover, which is that's a special indoor one. Yeah, that's right. It's the indoor mm. Melways. I have a car in, one and an and indoor it's one. Care of Preston Motors Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what edition? Um, and it's number edition 32. 32, edition 2005 edition. 2005 edition. Okay. Wholly owned and manufactured in Australia. There you go. There you go. Is it where is it manufactured? Oh, that's Support, great, supporting actually. local business. Yep, yep, yep. So um, <laughs> we we have come to the conclusion that map reference number sixteen. <laughs> Uh, we won't. We won't give the. Uh, we, won't give the we won't give the suburb. <laughs> give He's the only suburb. mentioned it seventeen times in the show. <laughs> uh, so our, our top rated score this week will be number sixteen on on the Melways, and and for those with the Melways, the bottom score this week will be map number three thirty seven. <laughs> and and for those that are playing at home, you can go and look that up and message us on Instagram. <laughs> 
So <laughs> map 337 <laughs> is the low point. Map 16 is the high point. And there's not much wriggle room in between. So there's only really... I'll, I'll, I'll say somewhere halfway between 337 and 16 is 358. And that is Ravenhall. Okay, well, we don't you just just let people play at home, Eric. Okay, just tell the number. We're not because okay. otherwise people might get offended. Yep. So I'll tell you what. Why don't you guys sort of give your overall take, and then I'll just find it on the map and call <laughs> yes. it and call call okay. the suburb. Okay, good idea. I like it. All call right. the map number. The yeah. map yeah. number. Yeah. Sorry, not I'll the suburb. The, I'll call the map number. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I I loved this album. Okay. I just thought it was gold. Like it just excited me. Um, I, it was it was an album that I didn't know I needed. I didn't know I needed until I heard it and I loved it. And they're always the best type of albums. Yeah. I'm going to give this thirteen out of a po- thirty out of a possible sixteen. Uh, that's the high score. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm okay. giving this a thirteen out of a sixteen. No, no, 30, so 30. 30 what? out of sixteen. Yeah, so sixteen's the top score. I'm going thirty. Okay. So that we're going down to three thirty-seven. Yeah. So sixteen's the top score. Three thirty-seven's the bottom. I'm giving it a 30. Oh, I see. Ah, close. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you get a 30, yeah, page yeah, yeah, 30, yeah. Oh, yeah, page 30. Map 30, yep. Yep. right. Yep. What suburbs have we got in? So we've got in map 30. I like this. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be really good when we standardise the yes. scores for the year. So... Was I? Oh, that's lovely. You're in. You're in Preston. Oh, that's where you. That's which is where hey, I live. Oh, Are we allowed hey, to talk hey, about where you it live? It is the home of Slater Kinney. <laughs> it is. And Slater. It's the home of Slater, Slater Kinney. Kinney. It's Slater. Slater. Stop saying it. it is <laughs> All right. Well, that is crazy. So was this it? Your your thirty Woo! out of your thirty out that's of sixteen. Great. Thank you. Okay. Great. I like um, that. Kylie, what? Oh me? Is it? Yeah. Actually, I I really love this too. You know, because like I love that you guys make me listen to stuff. I mean, I know that like. I'm one of the lucky people that's um, been allowed back on the show a, a few times uh, and it's mostly because you can't find anyone else to do it. No, and that's not I, true. And then when, when I'm not helping you to find people to be on the show, I do come on it. And I love it because you guys help me with musical adventures and you make me listen to things that I would never listen to otherwise because, let's face it, I'm stuck in a moment and I listen to the same songs all the time. Um, but this has been a breath of fresh air in my life. I really, really enjoyed it. So um, thank you for forcing that upon me. And I would like to give it um, – so so 16 to 337. I, I reckon I'm going to be around the same uh, watermark as you. I'm thinking okay. probably – wait, let me think. So just, just throw a number out there. No, wait, I need to think about this. I think I'm thinking – What's under, oh, this is hard. I'm not mathematical like was. Don't even worry about the maths. No, well, no, between 16 and 30. Oh, God. A so, five's around but 16 is the best and 337 is, is the, the worst. worst. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's go. So 160 is around halfway. Let's go 12. 12. 12 is better than 13. <laughs> let's do it. You're going to you give said, it 101%. You said 30. 30. Thirty. No, he, gave, he gave it thirty out of sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So he, it's got to be less than sixteen. He Kylie. said thirty. Yeah, no, yeah. between sixteen yes. and thirty. Yeah. So you gave it thirteen. Oh, I can't it's do not that. between no, okay. sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's go back to nineteen ninety-seven again. Okay, okay. Sixteen. Oh, this is too hard. So, so sixteen. Let, is no, 10. I want to. I'm going to do forty-five. Forty-five. Let's go. Oh, wait, where's forty-five? Go. Okay, let's check. Because I loved it, but I didn't play it to my Ooh, friends like was did. You like this. 45 is the leafy eastern suburbs. Oh. Of course it is. So Who lives there? Where, where are they? So they're in... Um, I don't Benares. know any of those people. Benares. <laughs> so Q. 
Oh. Hawthorne oh, East. Oh, I used to rent there when I was very young because I go. couldn't afford to like actually live there. Is so. Chew Hawthorne East. That's yeah, kind of and I couldn't find anyone that I bonded with. Yep. So that's yep. where you're putting it. You're giving it a. You're giving it so a little bit of. You they're know, a bit posh. So what did I say? Small L. Mathematically. Small um, L liberal. Yeah. Oh. Inner Eastern punk. Inner, inner Eastern yeah. punk, which, right. you know. Well, those, only rich people can genre. afford to be punks, can't they? That's and, true. And That's it's mostly true. people from Canberra whose parents were, were diplomats and they didn't actually build any little laneways or any shit places into the city. So everybody in Canberra had to, like, rebel against their lives. Which, yes. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of punks <laughs> came out of Canberra. Is that true? Yeah. Any, any ones that come to mind on a local level? Well, not, that I, not that I no, 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 I mean no, Brett's related to them, but I can't. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Brett's, re- Brett's related. Brett's related to punks. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine growing up in Canberra. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Excellent. So I'm trying to work out how to do 16 to 337 without going. So don't That's go cool. under 16. Have yeah. You, have you marked that? Have you marked? Um, <laughs> I, I will in our break. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Just remember it. So and, and help me with some maths. I um look. I got right into it. Um. I guess just. You know, I tend to always think, is it something I'm going to come back to? I'm definitely going to like put this on to show it to people, but I don't know how much I'm going to re-listen to it and re-listen to it again. Mm. But that, again, is also showing just I've got a bit of a monofocus around yeah. music. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go map. Well, I'm going to go map. Whoa. I mean, I, I am cheating here because I've got the map in front I of me. I know, because I can't even do the maps Talking without looking at it. I'm, sorry, I'm going to go 22. Oh! <laughs> 22. Ooh, that's massive. Oh, then I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go, <laughs> sorry. So 337. That's oh, album of the year. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go like one, 170. 170? That's like five. Uh, sorry, I can't I, understand maths as good as you guys. you got to make it easy uh, I'm for going, me. I'm going 100. 100. 100 out of a potential okay. 357. Like a six yeah. in the lowest. Okay. okay. Yep, that's so I'm pretty going good. 100. I don't like it. It's in the and middle. That's mid-range, yeah? That's mid-range. And okay, I map, like that. Map 100 is... Uh, well, I've got map right here. We go. Map 100 is the Tomorrow's Night Peninsula, Frankston. Oh, the oh. Ninch. The Ninch. Yeah, so we're in, we're in Frankston. Yeah. That's pretty punky. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. where it should yeah. be. Yeah, that's good. I yeah. like that. Okay. Depends if we we're in the uh, southern end of Frankston <laughs> at the marina or whether we're in North Frankston. Well, no, we're more Mount Eliza side. <laughs> oh. I used to if know where North places Frankston, were. I'd buy that. Because okay. um, I used I, to know places by the map number. And yeah, yeah, it's we gone. Yeah, that's 100%. all gone now. But now you know more by But now I can't even remember what number's smaller than 16 or the Gregory's rating scale. Okay, so that's we've got a. I'm going to try and remember this. We've got a 30 from me. We've got a 45 from Kylie, and we've got a 100 out of a possible 337, with 16 being the top out of 337. Yeah, with 337 being the lowest. That was the Slater Slater Kinney's album, Path of Wellness. So our second album for this week is by the artist Her or H-E-R and the album is called Back of Mind. So, Back of My Mind. <laughs> so, Gabriella Sac- 
uh, Sarmiento Wilson, born June 27, 1996, which was not long ago. Oh, God, that's so young. <laughs> known professionally as her, pronounced her, an acronym for Having Everything Revealed. Have Everything Revealed. Have, oh, okay, Have Everything Revealed. Is a Filipino-American singer and songwriter. After initial music appearances and singles under her real name, Wilson, re-emerged in 2016 as her, releasing her debut EP, Her, Volume 1, under RCA, followed by four subsequent EPs. Her first compilation album, Her, consisting of tracks from her first two EPs, plus six digital songs, was nominated for five Grammy Awards, winning Best R&B Performance and Best R&B Album. Her second compilation album, I Used to Know Her, was nominated for five Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year and Song of the Year for Hard Place. In 2021, she was awarded the Grammy Award for Song of the Year for I Can't Breathe and the Academy Award for Best Original Song for Fight For You from the film Judas and the Black Messiah. She has some pretty big big, um, achievements. Gabriela Sarmiento Wilson was born in Vallejo, California to a Filipino mother and African-American father, raised in California. Um, performing as Gabby Wilson, she was introduced to the public as an artist as a young child, covering Alicia Keys on piano on the Today Show. So there's a bit more about her background, but there was something here which we found interesting. Yeah, if you had a look um, on my bio. It website. is having. It's not have. It's having. It's have, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Uh, have, sorry to have, him. Have, having <laughs> everything revealed. Thanks, Kylie. <clears throat> I love how she's keeping Wazza in check. There's been a lot of back chat on off mic. Yeah. There's no one else, no other guest that does it it's quite true, like It's does. true. It's yeah. true. Someone, here now. Someone's got to keep this guy in line. So... <laughs> Um, so, you know, early career, she was performing on, you know, uh, morning TV and these kinds of things. And at the time, get this, when at, during her morning TV time, she was managed by Will Smith's Overbrook Entertainment. Hmm. I wonder okay. if that's what um, Willow and uh, what's the other one's name? Don't know. The one that was in Karate oh, Kid. No, no, I was going to say, I should, I should know because I met him. What was his name? Oh, come on, Will Smith. No, not Will Smith. His kid. Oh. Surely you met Will Smith. The no, kid no. who was in Karate Kid? Or Will the... Smith's kid. No, no, no. What, what's his name? Names. Here we go. Will Smith's kid. Yeah, Jaden Smith. I met Jaden Smith in 2019 and I asked him some questions and he gave me some interesting answers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, sure you haven't met Will Smith? we should do a Will Smith album before we start Surely talking you've about got it. a Will Smith story. I don't. I wish oh I did. God. I wish I did. Is this a first for you? I oh know. It's fucked. <laughs> um, well, you're back up now and give her brother room. No, well, you know, was it is my is the Will Smith story. Um, so, look, I could tell you more and more about her, but we might go to the album. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. It just came out. It came out like a couple of days ago. And, yeah, it came um, out Friday. And I, when I saw it was coming on Friday, I actually sent Was and Kylie a note going, you know, whatever we've got um, sorted, I want to just bump it out because I have to, I have to deep dive into this twenty-one song album. And uh, look, it didn't disappoint. I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, you know what we're hearing right now is track one. And uh, I think the, the song is called "We Made It." Yeah. And to think that the entire track. Is more or less built around the intro hook, yeah, and you almost feel like it's it's like the theme for the record. 
This one comes out of the gates. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I mean, without getting really boring around the production side of things, like. Well, can the, we do that? Can you get up the list of who worked on this track? Because I think it's, I mean, this, this album in, in yeah, particular. Sure. I think it actually might be important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I haven't actually done the research there yet, but. What I can say is, have you heard drum tones like that on an R&B track, like, ever? Everything was awesome about that song. Like, even when the guitar came in, I was just like, this has just got everything. Like, it's it's so well thought of. It's just an absolute Brilliant. R&B banger. Brilliant. So, produced by DJ Camper and another producer named Flipper, but I'm actually really curious to see who did Well, I want to yeah. know... Who worked on what tracks and how many people uh, did they work on any other tracks on the album? Yeah, they were uh, on heaps of tracks. Okay, they were well, that's on a heap of question. Them. I yep. mean, there's 21 tracks <clears throat> on the record, so it might take me some time to go uh, through. No, yeah, DJ Camper and Flipper are on a heap, uh, a heap of them. Okay, 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 okay there you okay, go. That's good. Um, but like, even I, you know, what I feel about trap hats, and there was a lot of trap hats on that song, but like, they not were just, too many. Though. Were, it was, it was fine. It was great. Look, it's um, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have been across her before, but you know, yeah. an incredible guitarist. Uh, incredible singer um, like I'd been sort of introduced to her at some point but where I, where I really fully just got completely just bowled over by her talent was a song a collab song she did with Jasmine Sullivan yeah, yeah. on her most recent album yep, which we which, which, which you can see their collab on YouTube uh, oh the tiny uh, the not ti- the tiny uh, no, it's a live version live it's a live the, in the thing. room yeah yeah and you know Jasmine Sullivan who arguably might be considered one of the best vocalists of our generation um, like her sits within that and absolutely kills comes to that level. <clears throat> absolutely. Like, and um, and just to talk about um, her absolutely obscenely good ab- ability to do crazy amazing runs, I am skipping through all the way to the end of the album, mm. but, um, you know, she's a great singer, but her skill is really on show on uh, track 20. <laughs> I can have it all featuring DJ Khaled and Bryson Tiller, which again was also a super weird place to put that collaboration. Mm. Um, but anyways, hey, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask a question. How much do you reckon DJ Khaled charges for coming onto a song? Go, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled on the beat. And that's all he does. A like, Twenty kilo like silver chain. That, yeah. What do you reckon that is? Yeah, it's in gold. It's more in gold silver than plated. currency. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon Bitcoin? Maybe five bitcoins. <laughs> How much is a bitcoin? <clears throat> oh, well, it just depends. Depends really. on the day. Like, is yeah. it like? Uh, is that like a hundred thousand dollar thing? Do you reckon? Like Minimum. to have him say Minimum. DJ Khaled? I'd say more. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, like, you know, look at the streams. It's been out for, it's been out since Friday and the DJ Khaled track's already had 5 million streams. But so all he does is go, DJ Khaled. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. I mean, I'd, I'd happily, I'd happily. Jason Derulo. Would you, would, you, would you think that would be a good investment for like one of your artists? Yeah, to Jason like Derulo does get it. Get him in and just say, oh, yeah. I'm one of our tracks, DJ, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, yeah. Like, would that like send a track stratospheric? Absolutely. Is that guaranteed? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's track 20 on an album and it's had 5 million hits since Friday. It's, mm. it's, it's Monday. Mm. It's been out for two days. Mm. <laughs> It's yeah. been out for two days. It's not 1.5 billion though. But yeah, anyway. no, but it will get to 1.5 billion. Yeah, probably will. <clears throat> um, I'm just having a quick squiz. Uh, I just was. Why don't you go and start talking about some of the things you liked? Because I'm just looking. Like so, halfway into the second song, like I'm, I'm thinking album of the year contender. Hundred percent. And like much like that, like the Jasmine Sullivan album, which you just mentioned. Like, like I just thought she was all over it. And and I just thought the album was dripping in confidence and it moved along. It was it was moved along by someone who knows what the fuck they're doing and what they want to do. And I just thought uh, uh, we're into track two, and I just thought it's 
killer songs, 100% vibe, yep. amazing musicianship, production, killer. It's like they she'd got all the best musicians from gospel the Gospel Licks website and just put them into a studio and they were just like, oh, you put your headphones. I had the neurophones on today. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm hearing all these little these licks that are coming through. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. Um, I, I like trauma, <laughs> but for me that started to start flying too close to the R&B auto-tune nursery rhyme melody line. Um, and, hey, look, I'm just going to go straight to it. Like, you know, my antenna was going up a, a few, like, you know, as we started going through the album, a bit like, you know, an original 1995, 1985 Holden Statesman. Um, you know, one of the – it was the first car I ever saw where the antenna went up when you turned the ignition oh, yeah. on. Of, I mean, uh, I mean you'd, you'd, uh, they would go complimentary railways in a Holden Statesman back in those days. <laughs> would come, come fitted with one in both Lost seats. Both Gregory's and railways. <laughs> it would be in both seats as well. Um <laughs> Look, uh, we might get into an argument here. Um, so, look, this is—I've got some problems with this album, okay? Oof, okay? Which is which is just crazy because. Um, I mean, why don't you start? I mean, from the all music is good perspective. Why all, don't you start with all what music you like? Well, about I think it. I have. I think I have like two songs in. I'm going album of the year. Okay, two. This is like absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. banging. Mm-hmm. Like I've talked about like so much stuff that I'm liking about this, and then I, okay, so this is my problem. Okay, go. It's. 21 songs long. Yes. And a whole bunch of these songs sound a bit like each other, okay? And I'm listening to it. I'm going, I was getting confused. Like, what was, what was this song? What was that song? Like, this song yep. sounds like that other song. Like, it's at the same tempo. It's in the same key. And, like, and and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm going here is because of, like, there is an album of the year in this album and I thought from my perspective there was – a bit of superfluous sort of ness going on with 21 tracks yep. and a bit like that Bieber album we listened to with Tamara. And I, I hate to say it, but I wanted to start flicking big at, at some stage going, going, Oh, this song sounds like this song and this song has got the same vocal melody line. Um, and I like, I'm, I'm flicking through the songs and going cheat code. That had Lauren Hill vibes. Oh, it was how good was amazing. that song, The drums were amazing. And then, and like... The lyrics were amazing. It was awesome. And then Process was cool. Like, for anyone wanting Strip Back, like, it was Strip Back. It had that gorgeous gospel chord progression. Yep. And the suitcase rode with the tremolo. Oh, it was just lush. The whole thing. Um, but from my perspective, there is a banging 10-song yes. album of the year on this <clears throat> album. And it was... Too much. I just like. What are you doing? Like, why? Like, why are you if, doing if, this? Who is the A and R person who mm. just said, "Yeah, twenty-one songs. Yeah, let's go." I completely agree. I'm just like, oh, it's making me so angry. <laughs> anyway, so I just I was because like out of all the albums we listened to this week and we were reviewing, I was so excited for this. Yeah, and I knew and I thought Kylie will love this album. This is the R and B album. Yep. This yep. is the album I am going to love. I yep. know. And um, oh, it, like it, I, I just thought. Oh, I totally missed it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I kind sorry. of... Sorry, no, sorry, no, 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 all no, no. music is good. You know, but you're totally right in so much as... Because we, we're not looking... On this podcast, we're looking at things as albums, right? And I think 21 songs later, I've... Like, you know, like my my highlight was track six, Bloody Waters with featuring Thundercat. Mm-hmm. And then second highlight to that, which I thought number one was like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable song. And then Hold On... Which was at comes in at fifteen f- track fifteen, <laughs> which which is which is basically a complete lift of 
Untitled by D'Angelo, literally mm-hmm. chords, vibes, and everything. Like we're already probably a bit too far down the line. That should have probably been the secret track. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> we're going to I Can Have It All with DJ Khaled and Bryson Tiller at, at track 20. And and then at track 21, you've got Slide featuring YG that's already had 148 million hits. Mm-hmm. And you're just like... What the fuck is actually going on? Like, what yeah. is actually going on here? So, I reckon the answer is this. It's the A&R people have clearly gone, we're going to make 21 singles. We're going to have them all sit in one place on Spotify. Mm. And we're mm. just going to just drop piece <clears throat> after piece after piece. Because I, I agree with you. In terms of a statement, like, this could have been an, an album which says, here I am, her... <laughs> I'm making the, my artistic statement and album we, of 2021. There was 12 writers uh, on that song and Jay-Z was one of them. On which one, sorry? On the last song. 21 writers. Right. No, no yeah, 12 not, song number 21, 12 oh, writers. Wow, you're 12 totally including right. Jay-Z. Oh yep. my god. Hey, um Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I'll let you talk in a second, and, Carly. And, and like Charles Carter, is that Jay-Z's mm-hmm. brother? Right, it's, one of the, it's one of the it's one of the Carters. Charles brother. Yeah, he walked through and delivered some lemonade or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, hey, like I I I needed to go back and reference the Jasmine Sullivan album because, like, I listened to this song and I'm going, there's so many good songs, but, like, I, I lost perspective because it got too long and then I went back and listened to that Jasmine Sullivan album and, like, <clears throat> nah, this is legit. This is amazing. This mm. has got too much, too much Just Did you know that Kate Trinana did the track with Thundercat? Okay, yeah, it's a cool track. Mm, cool track. Before you go to it was, I want to get your take, Kylie, because... Yeah, no, sorry, Kylie. Um, you know, I mean, what's, like, you know, we can bang on about 21 tracks, but, like, you know, you, you press play, what's your feeling? Well, um, we're not going to fight about it because I agree. I totally, um, what, yeah, I totally, um, I loved the first song. Um it was beautiful that that melody, you know that that, that gorgeous thing that you know. Oh, so that's beautiful. So beautiful. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I was exactly the same as you was. I you know like listened to all the other things, and then I was like, uh, I set myself. I had one night to myself. I was going to listen to this, and I was going to really enjoy it. And this is going to be my favorite thing. And there was twenty one tracks, and I was like, yeah, this is my bag. I'm going to get into this shit. I'm going to love it. I sat down. I was, and I've written these notes here. And I'm really sad. I know this, and you can like cut this shit out if you want. You no, can get right. rid of it off your podcast because I know your podcast is mm. all music is good. All but. music is good. I wrote, for all the talent involved, I've never been more underwhelmed. Boring as fuck. Obvious big boy ego stroking back scratching bullshit. Got a prize horse in the stable so let anyone get a fucking ride on it. Business of music, 20 too many songs. Four out of ten for the beauty of her voice. The amount of songwriters to quality of song ratio, one out of ten. Fuck okay, off. Okay, right on. You know when um, on that uh, Questlove podcast where they get that, that yeah, gun, yeah, yeah, the gun yeah, yeah. sound out? Kylie's, like, yeah, just rather like, than having a ch-ch, we should have like, like, like the start of like a Holden Commodore. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Statesman. I mean, you know, yeah, statesman. you're absolutely right. They're, st- they're stashing this shit in a fucking stack. They're stacking it yeah. right up there. Everybody come in, get a ride on our new bitch. You know, she's fucking awesome. Isn't she beautiful? Isn't she gorgeous? Mm. Come and get a fucking ride. Every one of their fucking mates is in there getting a fucking ride. Fuck off, you cunt. And she craps on about commitment to female cause, the sisterhood and shit. She's got fucking Chris Brown on there. He smacks, yeah, shits, he smacks that, chicks in I the fucking head. Well. Yeah, yeah, and Jay-Z yeah, yeah, fucks yeah, yeah. around on his wife. Her, his wife writes about it. Like, yeah. fuck off, man. Okay, legit. So, we're f- I mean, like, are we seeing... <laughs> enough said. Of, enough said. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I'm not impressed. All right, so I'm just going to the Melways. Look, I mean, it was a missed opportunity. Like, I, I really... 
I don't think anybody missed an opportunity on this fucking Yeah, well, a lot of people hey, cashed hey, in, right? Yeah, Twelve yeah. writers and 75 fucking producers. Like, just yeah, and, and yeah, how, yeah, go why? to Kmart and get your fucking music. Here it is. Yeah, why? And why? Has she needed all that leading up to she's this? She's a Disney chick. Like, fucking she's, got she every, Disney? she's everything. She's got everything. Like, she's got everything and now they're like, oh, look, here it is. It's all in the bag. You got it all. Come stroke it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I've, I like, I like, like, I, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> shitting on exactly what you said. I hadn't thought about just how self-aware well, that's and self-conscious this process I hadn't process looked it up is. either, which is why I wanted you to look it up while we did this because yeah. it just sounded like – it actually sounded like that. How many people have got in on this? Well, Yawn. I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, legit. I'm looking at the – How many dicks in the room? How many? And it's all dudes. And then they pretend to get some chicks on. They get some fucking – you know, some of the good chicks that are back writers, you know, from the from the gospel world, you know. Yep. They've made sure that they've they've crossed their little T's and got their, some, some of the old chicks in there to write some stuff. But it's just dick stroking all the mm. way through. And, it, you know, I mean, just – just to kind of back that up, I'm looking at the DJ Khaled Bryson Tiller her collab, which, to be honest, as you said, Kylie, I mean, there it's is li- there, there is literally one line by Bryson Tiller at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it's all her auto tuned up the wazoo where she absolutely doesn't need to be auto tuned. That's you said was the auto tune. I hate that auto tune shit. And then and then DJ Khaled going DJ Khaled, and you have one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven writers, three producers. Oh, fuck and it's God. like, wow. Okay. So like yeah, you know, it's like the business of music. In your like you're like totally to backing up what you've said, Kylie. I can totally understand that level of just like how can you get down with this when you when you deep dive and then go, this is Engineered for commercial success, it's and that is business. the only thing. It's just business. And well, that song, I, like number seventeen, exhausted. I'm like, I just wrote here. So I was getting tired. I'm like, same shit. Don't know why she's exhausted. She's got to cast the thousands doing everything for her. <laughs> but here's a question. Just was yeah, one, one thing. Um, like, what point did that happen for you on your listen? Like, are you like? You, I got like, about like you know I, mean, I was, you, you, I, was you I was so excited in. about it you I wanted in, to enjoy it like right? you know first song in fucking beautiful yeah love it back of my mind beautiful love it trauma so I'm still writing notes I'm still writing notes mm. starting to get down I'm, I love to hear I want to hear what Thundercat's got to bring gorgeous great and then it starts to go hang on hang on I heard this and then why the f- who the fuck is Chris Brown fuck off don't um, want to hear so anything would you by say, him would you say that's about the the, the point in time so where you started to tune out I saw that he was a writer on this album and I'm like yeah well why is she you know because she's done stuff with Rihanna I was like I guess you know but I thought okay well if you're going to talk about the sisterhood and all that sort of shit I was like, but where, where would you get a rapper who wasn't yeah. a misogynist like yeah. where would you Mm, so yeah. why why would you even bother trying to pretend that you have any interest in you know women's business when mm. you're letting every person in the world that's bashed every woman that's famous be a part of your project? Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Not fair. So I'm 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 seeing that you kind of start to tap out sort of mid mid record and then at that point there's kind of no way back. Is that sort of the it, vibe? It, it shows me that it's just a little boys project. It's a boys project. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, it's totally valid, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Which, you know, it was okay. I mean, we were talking about the last you know, album was a girl's project, and we mm. weren't all angry about that. But they don't go around bashing well, folks. Well, I yeah. think the reason, yeah. all, like, from my perspective too, like I don't know a lot about this artist, but what, what I do know and what I have seen of her has just been on um, YouTube and and Instagram and her doing stuff playing guitar, like yep. in, in like, uh, just at home or wherever, mm. playing, playing bass lines to Hiatus Cody stuff, like yep. just like cool shit. And like it's been fresh and real yep. and it's just like 
it's like suck all that magic. She's amazing and talented, and that's why everyone's yeah. trying to get on board. That's right. Mm. It's just like that's it's exactly revolting. right. It's like what do you what do you need that for? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good it's enough. Like it, it's like so you, good already. You, well, that's why, you know, yeah, so I gave her good points for her beauty, uh, the beauty of her voice and her own musicality. But the rest of it is just disgusting to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair, fair. I, I'm actually like legit. I'm really glad you raised that because I think that a hundred percent is going to inform my next listen. Because you know, my like my first take was, oh my god, album of the year, production is amazing. Love her voice, rah, rah, rah. But when it starts to get pretty dark when you think about... Well, of course it's amazing because everybody in the world who's rich and famous is on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure there'd be a lot of people kind of doing focus groups on what's going to work and what? going, cool, let's get, a thunder, let's get a Thundercat track, let's get a Chris Brown track. Like, and, hang on, is, we haven't have, is there a box we haven't and, ticked? And, you know, like thinking more on what you've just said, Kylie, I wonder whether the fact that it's gone 21 tracks is because there was probably 500 yeah. tracks with a, with a whole bunch of yeah. people going, where's my song? Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's when, you, when you frame it in that way, that's actually like, mm, okay, great, well, gr- great, great point. Hey, maybe it isn't. Maybe she wanted to do this. Maybe she drove, drove it all. Like, <laughs> How old I, is she again? I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's 23. She was born yeah, in 1997. 96, yeah, 96, wasn't it? Yeah, 90, oh, 97. I don't do maths, yeah, remember? 20... <laughs> No. 24. Yeah. 24 years so old. So I don't think she gets to say what she does in this world of men with their, and it's, you know. And it's album three on, on RCA, so yeah. she's got do no Do you think say. that anyone de- tells Chris Brown and, and Jay-Z what they're going to do? Hey, at the end yeah. of the day, all of this, like, you know, as, as an album, there was there was ten, you know, there was at least six or seven amazing tracks on here and three tracks that would have, you know, filled out, like yep. put in the right order. How could there not be? I mean, it's like going yeah. to like the like Santa's workshop and having everything laid out in front of you. If you can't give me a good song out of that, then you just you're, you're hopeless. Like yeah. the, and it seems, as I said, you know, that too many cooks spoil the broth kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It was like there's just it sounded every song sounded boringly the same to me like I was yeah. I have never been more bored yeah well I mean we're going okay. down a dark avenue like, because I'm sorry all the, music well, is good but yeah, this doesn't seem like music to yeah. me this seems like business to well, me yeah, well as Eric said I mean we're going down a dark avenue because you know like you know his rationalisation for being at 21 songs is just like a dark yeah. way of thinking yeah. about yeah, it yeah it is a dark way of thinking about it so let's let's all take a pause yeah, okay. and um, <laughs> don't ever and bring this music to me again yeah no no but like but I think I think the big one is like <laughs> You know, we're not in the business of, of, of reviewing in 21 individual songs. We're in the business of reviewing yeah, review. albums. Yes. And when you think about this versus, say, a Slater Kinney album or Slater, a, a Slater <laughs> Kinney or a Crowded House album that we're going to do later, like, yeah, you have to understand. I guess it's important to at least in some level acknowledge the motive for putting out an album, which is meant to either say something or capture a moment in but time. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I get that. And I'm sorry for being so angry about it. It's just that I see her as a baby, you know, and a, a very talented and gorgeous and soft baby that is being taken by the machine and made into a sausage, yep. which is like, you know, by the sausage factory boys. Yep. Um, it just, it disappoints me and it makes me feel like there is no hope. And you know, I guess, you know, I've been in lockdown too long, but. I don't want to have that that feeling, but it's just like w- when you have twenty one songs, it's too much. It's too. It's just. It, it's not. And and when every single song sounds exactly the same, it's not like you know. If you had like uh, so a double album from the Beatles, where they were you know, or a double album from any super group from the seventies or eighties, mm. and they went through 
you know, like what do they call it, a concept album. And they, yeah. of course, it, it, that makes sense. This is just another one that's like, oh, yeah, here's the same thing with a, a different person. Here's the same thing with a different yeah. person. Here's the same thing with a different mm. person. And it becomes, it's it like almost like I don't want to think this, but I can't help it. By the, by the time I get to song number 21, I can't help but think you are just showing me another product by another person. This yeah. is kind of gross. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a point taken and it's 100% like – it's a really great insight because I, I certainly missed that until you raised it. So grateful. Okay. Well, on that note. Let's, so, Kylie, let's go to the Melways. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, just so you know, Kylie, um, I know we mentioned that 337 <laughs> was our low watermark, but I might just open up for a few other suburbs. There's a few more. There's a few suburbs a bit further out. <laughs> Um, it's in the 400 region. <laughs> yep, some, where some where is, is okay, well, They so, can't afford Milton, all right? Yeah, no, they can't. But there is a really... They can't <laughs> afford... Beep! <laughs> so, Carly, just so you know, the most western, the most western suburb past Geelong... <laughs> Is four sixty three, <laughs> but that's outside our scoring zone. No, 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 I know, but you, but I mean, like, let's <laughs> that's be, where you want to go. That's where you want to go, and <laughs> basically, four, page four sixty three is Warren Ponds and Mount Dunead, and also Mount Moriac. Oh, I played a gig in Mount oh. Dunead. So we've all played. Isn't Mount Dunead where they have um uh great what is what's the grape grape grazing or whatever thing? Elton John played there. Oh, oh grape yeah. grazing. Well, the grape down the grain. Down the grain. Probably that can't ba- be that Barrabool bad. Also, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want them to have regional enjoyment. I okay, think they so should, you want to go? Just, you want to go, go like? I'm going to go three hundred. Three hundred. Okay, three hundred. Okay. All right, cool. Was I'll I'll find that suburb while you score. And it's not yeah. because I think that they're. It's terrible. I just I'm just offended by it. Yeah. I'm offended by the 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 waste of such beautiful talent. So, Kyle, I've got some good news. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> On page 300 <laughs> in your 2005 Melways edition, there's actually no map. <laughs> Stop the and map. it's actually <laughs> that page, the best way to improve your image. And that is a sign, my that friends. That is a sign. <laughs> that is, no way can improve your company image by producing high-quality customised maps of specific areas to your requirements. Hey, it's corporate crap. Corporate advertising. Corporate, corporate crap. crap deserves corporate crap. 100%. This is, this is an invitation to treat. <laughs> Yes. For a corporate sponsor. That is exactly oh what I wanted to say, God. but I just couldn't say it in a nice way. So thank amazing. you the for best, sharing that with me. The best way to improve your image, page 300. So See, Melway speaks for us. That's right. It's a reason you've got one in your car and in your living room. Uh, so whenever you need some wisdom, just go to the Melways. Just pick a just, pick a page. Just don't get all angry about it. Just open it's the like, Melways. It's like a psychic um, paper. Like you know, you it is a psychic paper. Maybe we need to run the. Uh, we start a phone line. We might need to run Kylie's <laughs> new theme music. <laughs> oh yes, that's what? right. The X Files. The X Files again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> hey Eric, can you turn to page one sixty five for me, please? I can. So you're going to land in the middle, was yeah. But look, I mean those those opening two songs, yep. just like that first song in particular. Oh my god! Record of the year. It was so amazing. The glide bass, just everything about it was. That is so beautiful. It's so it's oh. so good. It's so good. But I think again, you know, as we said, it's more. Uh, it's more think of if this was a five track EP with the best stuff or a ten track record with the best stuff, then we're good. But twenty one tracks has completely destroyed it as an album. It so we, it ha- and we have it to mark diluted it. As an album. it. Yep. So just so you know, was page one sixty five <laughs> is basically I would say five sixths ocean. 
and it's <laughs> Western Port Bay. Yeah, and, and, and all you that's have posh. all you have there is Crib Point. Oh, there we go. That's what it is. And, it's Crib Point, and you've also got Sandstone Island. It, it shows potential. Like it's a beach, but it's a shit. I reckon beach. that's where you, rich you, people you, live. You go there and you go, Point. oh my god, this is a beach. But then you go, actually, this is shit. Carly, I don't think. Crib Point is where rich people live. But <laughs> that's the end of the line. I hope it's a prison island. It might well be. Well, I think Sandstone Island is a where prison they island. play her for you every every day. Yeah, basically. But you know, for, you, yeah, you, tracks tracks eighteen to twenty one on repeat. You, you got sucked in. You heard the first song and you knew it was amazing, and not, you weren't the only ones. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone in the world thought it was great, and yeah, everyone, everyone in the world like, got on it. That's right. Everyone was like, you know what? Fuck, we need to buy. We need to buy an investment property in Crib Point. Okay, we need to all get on let's this just album. Turn this back. Yeah, let's just turn this back. I think we've, we've said what needs to be said. Alright, give me a score, mate. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit. Um, look, fuck. You know what? I was so I had such a different 30. score. I had such a different score until Still you. Still going there, man. You can no, do what no, you want. No, it's your no, idea, it's not mine. Not, You're not, not a raging old feminist like no, me. <laughs> but like, but like what you've said and what you've said has actually made me go. Well, I want to think about this as an album. Was like, were there good songs? Yes, I loved them. I loved. I, I loved Thundercat. All song. of them were good songs. I'd no. say. I would say like. There were six absolute fucking masterpieces on there. There was twenty one, but there was twenty one <laughs> songs. So that we made it, loved it. Bloody water with Thundercat, loved it. Lucky the chords on the chorus, incredible. Future Soulmates R and B, cheat code, loved it. it. Then. Holden, hold on, Untitled D'Angelo, loved it. Hard to love, return to a really stripped back guitar vibe where she was just on her own playing and singing, mm. and I loved it. And that's one, two, three, four, five, six, which is less than like yeah, a quarter of the album. Yeah. And which song was that? Cheat, what about uh, Cheat Code? You didn't love, say Cheat Code. Loved Cheat Code. Oh, love you, Cheat you're code. in a third. You've said a third of the songs A third are of the songs are good. So does that, give, does that give it album of the year? 100% no. God no. So I guess that makes me land at... Um, 200. Yeah, two, page 200. <laughs> you guys are so good at maths. Uh, page 200. <laughs> so let's go. Um, you can give it higher. I mean, if there's good songs. No, but I, just, I mean, I love the songs. I think I'm going to go back more and more to this, but it's just not going to be... Uh, yeah, you might reference it for certain songs when you, you're songwriting. You know, when yeah, you sort of very go, true, very true. When you, when you look at it and go, oh yeah, it's so beautiful that she's writing, she's playing this song by herself and she's singing it by herself, and it's like it's lovely and everything. And then you look it up and there's ten writers. It's like, oh come on, dude. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. look at Slater Kinney and there's two writers and it's like fucking banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's completely, it, it feels completely authentic and it's yeah. real. Yeah. So yeah. look, I think this is a really good map to land on because I am on page two hundred. Where are you? I'm on page two hundred. I'm me. on page 200, which is Little River. Oh, we wanted to <laughs> buy there. Again, we wanted to buy there, but we realised no one would ever visit us. But here's the good, <laughs> here's the good news, guys. Little River, if you want to like extend on the map and go, well, actually, the road's finished. We have to go to another map. Mm. Yeah. Page 11. Oh. So, oh, that's getting close to my house. No, no. <laughs> right. But, the, but you it know, goes from 200 to page 11. Yeah. So I, I think for me no, that's kind weird. of – that says a lot. It could, it's like it's right out there, but it's also could be a really high score. Yeah. So, but well, it, it had all be, the makings. Yeah. It had all the makings. Yeah. So yeah. it is two hundred. Okay. I mean, yeah. If you can't make something amazing with all these people, like, yeah. What, yeah, is, what the hell are you doing? Okay, so we've got a we've got a one six five from me. One six five is that like a like a postcode? So like the one six five is that like <laughs> a hip hop track? Yep. So you are. Uh, no, we've already worked that out. You're on little. You're in Crib Point. Yeah, Crib Point. Um, you're in Little River. Uh, little, little River. Little River. <laughs> and Kylie. Kylie's in a corporate advertising wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> there is no page. There is no page. <laughs> One six five two hundred and three hundred. No page. Oh, I'm very and, disappointed. And all those guys spend at least fifteen minutes in the studio each. Yeah. Sorry. 
Uh, that was her's new album. What was it called again, Eric? I feel uh, Back of My Mind. Back of My Mind. You know what? I loved her hair on that album cover. That great, looked fantastic. Great, she looks great. Hey, we'll be back in a second with the third album. Safe to say, after that last uh, review, we needed to have a quick break. Look, we've had some uh, lemon meringue pie and ice cream, and we've, we've all we'll come back to earth. And uh, the third album of the week, which I'm excited to introduce to, you, is is Crowded House's new album, Dreamers Are Waiting. And we'll refer to my non-Wikipedia bio to get this underway. Um, Reveal your source. Neil Finn, former Crowded House, during the waning days of split ends. The New Zealand Institution. Neil joined his brother Tim in the band during its later years and penned the classics I Got You and possibly one of my favourite songs of all time, Message to My Girl for the group. Um, Crowded House soon eclipsed the success of Split Ends, not only in New Zealand but around the world thanks to their enduring 1986 international smash hit, Don't Dream It's Over. Stardom came suddenly for Crowded House, but it wasn't without its trouble. After landing one more Billboard Top 10 hit with 1987's Something So Strong, Crowded House's commercial fortunes collapsed in America on the back of poor support from their label Capitol Records, relegating them to the college rock circuit for their second album, 1988's Temple of Low Men. The band added Tim Finn for Woodface after... uh, the song songs for the uh, Brothers album or concept album was scrapped and he essentially joined Crowded House and uh, that album gave them their breakthrough in the United Kingdom with hits Fall at Your Feet and Weather With You, yeah. um, which was written uh, in Elwood, I think. Um, he was he was living in a house. In, at, Paul he- at Paul Hester's place. Uh, no, no, I don't think it was at Paul's place, but it was some. It was a place in Elwood. I, I remember reading the story once, but he was, he, there was a glass conservatory on top of the house and he wrote a whole bunch of that album up there. Um, and that went to number seven on the charts in the UK and was a uh, success around Europe as well. Uh, Tim's time with the group was brief. He left prior to uh, 1994's Together Alone, um, which wound up being the band's last album for over a decade. Uh, Credit House launched a farewell tour in 1996, by which time it was evident that the group had amassed a large international audience who were attracted to Neil Finn's pop craftsmanship. And we all know about that incredible last show at the Sydney Opera House. Well, it um, wasn't the last show. But well, no. But, well, I mean, at the time it was. And like, I think that's probably one of the landmark moments in Australian rock history. Like, Agreed. It's, Even though they're from New Zealand, but continue. Well, <laughs> one, one of the members is. Um, you know, Paul and, uh, and Nick Seymour are both Australian. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Paul was in Split Ends at the end as well. Um, look, thanks to collaborations with Tim, uh, a series of solo records and a number of covers of Crowded House hits, um, during the recording of the uh, 
of his third solo album, Finn Renata, uh, reunited with Crowded House bassist uh, Nick Seymour after the tragic death of drummer Paul Hester, uh, kick-starting a process that led to a reunion and a pair of albums, uh, 2007's Time on Earth and 2010's uh, Intriga. Another 10-year hiatus followed, during which time the band were inducted into the Aria Hall of Fame, and Neil also replaced Lindsay Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac. Oh, wow. I mean, seriously, what a freaking legend this guy is. This yeah, guy is the real cool. deal. He's the real deal. Um, yeah. Look, Credit House resurfaced in 2020, this time featuring Neil's son Liam and Elroy as members of the band, along with the producer of their debut album, uh, Mitch Froome, who played keyboards and produced all of um, the album Don't, with the Don't Dream It's Over and something so strong. Wow. And he, he joined the band, and that, that was actually the makings of his career as an international Producer and, when did, and recording Froome, engineer. When did that happen? Um, well, he recently rejoined the band um, oh. for this album, but he was on board engineering and producing their first album, oh, wow. 1986. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so I kind of like how this band mm. sort of bring members in and out. Like, you know, they had uh, Matt Sherrod um, on drums um, for, for a number of years. Um, anyway, like, like, I've got a Credit House story. Um, oh, cool. It's, you know, not like Kylie's, like, where you, you know. You, were shaz- you shazammed them. I walked past them. <laughs> you shazammed them a couple of days ago. And we're like, I think, I'm, I think I might go watch this band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonder if, like, they oh, my God, they're sold out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I um I was in a like you know uh, I was doing a gig with like I was playing in a band and a sort of you know low level you know to mid pop rock band and you know everyone you know a well known booking agency that you know is quite um well known in Melbourne and Sydney and uh, we're doing a gig at the Evelyn on a Friday night and and the booking agency said hi oh, look can you um we've got this band from Sydney we want you to put them on the bill which you have to of course have to say yes to. Um, and the band were called Tarmac Adams. Neil and Finn's kid. No, it like, wasn't Neil Finn's it's like kid. McAdam. McAdam is, is like Tarmac. What? Get it? Ta- McAdam. Um, the dude McAdam created um, the Bitumen, the Tarmac. Right. You know, is that what it is? Mm. Tarmac Adams. Is that what it's a, anyway, sorry, it, sorry, it's yeah. a reference to a, a guy who it's created It's a cool bitumen. thing. They must have known about that. They okay. Must, yeah. Well, I, don't, I can't McAdam, remember who the lead John singer McAdam. was, but the, um, the bass player was none other than Nick Seymour from... Crowded House. Wow. And is it Mark Seymour? Mark Seymour's Hunters and Collectors. Brother, Nick Seymour. And um, the drummer was Paul Hester from Crowded House. Anyway, so they turned up. we we sound checked at the Evelyn, and we we sound checked, and then they came because they were playing first before us. And unbelievable. um, Nick sort of came up, uh, like said, "Look, can I use your rig tonight? Like, sounds great." And I said, yeah, no worries. And we just did. Had you a- know it was Nick Seymour? <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. Like, Hello. like, oh my god, it's Nick Seymour. And and we just sat there. And, and did you have a moment like I did with um, Ginger Spice at um, at uh, the train station? <laughs> did you make like good conversation, or did you just go, oh my god, it's Nick Seymour? Well, as opposed to you, like we actually did have a conversation. Um, we were in the same carriage, like you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I I sat and chatted to him about bass playing and amps and just general life and stuff for about 45 minutes. Wow. And cool. it was just the most beautiful chat and he was the most grounded, down-to-earth guy and it, and it was just lovely. And um, and then Paul came in and I was just like, oh, my God, it's like, you know, a bombard here. Like he was just <laughs> insane. Like the guy was the life of the party and crazy. It was just like it was the antithesis of Nick Seymour. And it was just, but it was just a really lovely moment. Um, yeah. 
to, to was talk that to. It was at, at the Evelyn. At the Evelyn. What are we talking like? Early two thousands. No. I guess. Yeah, maybe around two thousand. I guess. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was just. It was really nice. Um, so I guess as a caveat to like you know <clears throat> my thoughts on this, um, like you know the best of album recurring dream. I don't know if you, you know you guys are listening to the best of Crowded House album, but basically it's. You know, eighteen tracks of hit, 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 hit. But like Crowded House albums, generally, and I think that's what how people know Crowded House these days by this album. Um, but the actual albums are generally really quite whimsical and all over the place in a songwriting perspective. And and I guess maybe that takes its roots in Neil's time in Split Ends, who are really like a pop art rock band. They're really really arty, and they they always embrace the weird. And, you know, and Paul Hester was also kooky, quite zany yeah. and kooky, you know, like, so they were always a bit kooky. Mm. Um, uh, so, like, you know, this is a Crowded House album, like, uh, you know, and I, I think it's worthwhile putting the caveat down because, you know, it's been so long <laughs> since they sort of put stuff out that people don't remember what it is. Um, so, like, I don't think it's not, it's not too long a bow to draw to say, you know, their, their albums are kind of like Beatles albums and mm. like, you know, mm. such as Sgt. Peppers and Abbey Road because there's a heap of experimental tracks on, on a lot of – with Neil Finn's songwriting um, and, and they, they flip around on what a traditional pop song is and it's not necessarily always hitting but, like, you know, for me, like, I always respected the fact that, um, you know, that he was a songwriter-songwriter and he, and he pushes to try and do things differently and, and you re- need to respect and appreciate that. Um, so, for, like, so to get into the album, like, for all lovers of Neil Finn's songwriting aesthetic, the first song "Bad Times Good" seems to encompass to me like all of his guys is in one song. So from Split Ends to Crowded House to his solo career, even like with references to like Fleetwood Mac, I think, um, you know, like for me it was like putting on a warm blanket, and it was just sort of going yeah. back into <clears throat> that sort of place. And I know, um. Like to the island is a real nod to the Beach Boys' pet sounds. I thought with mm. its swing groove and its chord progression, and uh, whatever you want, which just we played to start this song, Whoa. it's just a classic slice of Crowded House, real Finn songwriting. <clears throat> it's everything you expect of a great Crowded House song. Um, like, but like, what is it? Like, like for me, like, what is it that's a great Crowded House song? What do they do? And like, I sort of had to break it down a bit, and like. One of the things, like as a bass player, like the, Nick Seymour is so underrated as a bass player. He plays these really intricate bass lines that are really melodic and they're really counter melodic to what's going on in the song. And they just, they, they do, it's beautiful. These walking bass lines, um, like, and you look at Don't Dream It's Over, like, you know, if you listen to the bass line in that song in the verse, it's so interesting and so different. It's just it makes things so special. Um, and I also think like Neil's ability to swap in his songwriting from minor to major vibes and key yeah. changes and changing key to ma- and and it makes it sound so normal Effortless. in a pop song like how how he does that mm. is so insane and, and flips you, everything over from different timing like you know you're thinking okay it just sits, sits there and then just flips it in you it's like it flips the timing in, like mm. he puts his lyrics over a different part that you wouldn't I wouldn't understand how to do it like I, I get the impression mm. that like writing songs like this for Neil though like is like shooting barrel like shooting a fish <laughs> yeah, in a barrel yeah. but like, I, don't, I don't I reckon that's like that's the incredible thing about it I reckon there's a I reckon it's actually blood, sweat, and tears, hard work, and he'd maybe it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I think, 
I mean, is it too is it too simple to just go? Oh, this guy Neil Finn—he just knows how to write a song. Like <laughs> he does, but they, but they are so well crafted. Yeah, that that you just you, if there is a person that can just shit out that kind of <laughs> harmony and melodies that easy, like he, what are we all he, doing? But you know he what does, I mean? and I mean, that's why he's famous. That's why he's done well. That's why he has a career. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, the question yeah. I can came to is that I, I think. He can write those. So it's proven over yeah. decades that he He's can write it. songs he can like that. Do it. He is that, person. and yeah. and I think that's sometimes why he writes the kookier songs to like because he can to be, to try and push the envelope and to try different <laughs> things and be quirky and whimsical, much like a Beatles album. But but I mean, even when you think, um, what's it? Um, better be home soon, right? Yes. With a bridge. Like that's just a completely whack bridge. So it's not like he's not following this, you know, don't say that's wrong. He's not it's not a cookie cutter thing where he rinse repeats No, never around structure. But, it, but he like, makes it seem so perfect and it makes sense. And there's like elongated bars and longer <laughs> sections. But it makes it comfortable. That's it. And I'm, yeah. I guess for me, I just kinda of, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll never know, but whether it's just that's just a God given talent where someone can just do it and feel so self-assured that it's good that it just is good or if he sits like a, you know like a Nick Cave kind of craftsman who writes a million songs a day and talks about the concept of I think he probably does I think he's a songwriter songwriter and I think he's acknowledged as that um like uh like it got to a point like a, a real life woman I thought was another nod Who's to older credit house what's that I don't, I don't know yeah I wondered that as well I, was, I, I didn't I didn't, look, I, I, I didn't no, look it up I, I, that song made me just I wasn't really sure. <laughs> okay, like I mean, I did look it up, and it says I, I don't know. I read a few reviews, and they were like, well, "Nobody knows." He, he hasn't nobody said. Nobody knows. Look, like, I, I just I started to make some conclusions, like you know, maybe about sixty percent of the way through this, that like I just thought it was a genius move working with the original producer, mm. um, uh, Mitch Froome again, like because his production flair is evident, um, and and it really harked back to what. Who's was this, great sorry? the the producer who's the, the producer Mitch Froome. Mitch Froome. oh that's right yeah um, yep. Mitchell Froome is that the guy yeah Mitchell Froome yep um look like the, the secondly I just thought how timeless Neil makes his songs feel they feel like of there's there's a timeless nature to his songwriting mm. and isn't it amazing just really quick on Mitchell Froome like the, his first big record was yeah Crowded the House. Crowded House record. Yep. I know you mentioned that, but I just thought I'd just add to that, just give myself some relevance. But um, <laughs> but he hasn't really done much since. You, two, do you not have a crowded house story? No, I don't. See, there but, you go. <laughs> um, but but interestingly, he hasn't done anything since two thousand two. Okay. Wow, so really? Like, yeah, Mitch Froome's last record that he worked on was making money. <laughs> was Peter Gabriel's Up? Oh, only. Yeah. He doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> maybe he went and had a life. I mean, maybe yeah. while I keep it's talking, you should go and research. It's not like, he needs, I'm, I'm it's not like he needs to get on a her record. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe he's done. You know, jet jet ski professional. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a pilot now. I don't know. Um, look, the other thing. Song number twenty two on a her record. <laughs> the other thing I thought was that you know, obviously, out of all the people who have worshipped. At the altar of Lennon and McCartney, He's the, yeah. Neil Finn may be one of the few have like truly cracked the code on how to interpret and put your own spin on the songs. Because like, like he, there's always a ghost of Beatleness about his songwriting. Um, yeah, it's just anyway. Like I've, I've got some. I, I might finish. I might. I might just say one more paragraph and then I'll finish and hand it over. But like, so so the. The weird thing for me with this album, like Crowded House, to me, like other, it's the folk music of my youth, mm. um, and I was never an obsessive fan. Like, but I I know the words to all of their songs, yep. 
and I can sing Tim and Neil's harmonies and a heap of songs of Woodface without even thinking about it. Um, so, like, why is that? Like, wh- why, why is that? So, like, like I don't know. His, his songs are so hooky and they have a way of, like, seeping into your subconscious that, like, like a good Celtic folk song does for the Irish or a Beatles song would do to an entire gener- generation. Yep. So, like... Like trying to review this album was, I found it really hard to be subjective about it um, because, like, for a lot of Australians, Crowded House are like the Beatles of the eighties and nineties. Well, it's, it's like it is our folk music. It is. This, that's exactly what it is. So, like, so I came to the conclusion that like this, it's like an old school album, like written by a master. And I, I don't think, it, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to throw to you guys and and see what you thought about it. Cool. Um, Sorry if I talked for too no, long. No, no, that was great. Um, I might <laughs> jump in. Once. Look, I I can't agree with you more around the concept of like Crowded House being a, like a folk out, like the Australian folk band, um, and that like just just hearing the combination of Neil Finn's voice and that kind of sort of like I guess you'd call it soft rock aesthetic. You know, like in terms of it's not banging it's not acoustic it's really right in the middle of like well cold chisel were a bit like that they weren't banging like they were clean yeah, but barnsey like shifted it like, when he became barnsey he turned it into something else but originally they were just really well crafted pop well, songs sure yeah yeah but i think there's just something about that that like from an australian listening position you just kind of can't you can't hear his crowded house song or he'll hear neil finn sing and just not be transported to like a childhood memory mm. or a memory of singing those songs with friends or, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, you're right. You come with a bias just by virtue of pressing play on this kind of record. Yeah, which makes it hard. Yeah. Um, but I think, look, my questions, I look, I, I can't say that I'm, you know, I can't, I don't know if I can give it like a, like a roaring score because I don't think I'm going to listen to this again after this week. Um, I think there, there are certain bands... I don't know that with it, you're almost cursed by your previous work. So if you've done "Don't Dream It's Over," "Better Be Home Soon," but you know the hits off the album, like you know, so like their albums. That's why I sort of put a caveat at the start. Their albums weren't just hits; they were they were just journeys. But do you, but do you think there is a song here that is going to go? Bang! That's that's a new thing that's going to define people's nostalgia and memory. No, but I think if you were to put out their best of album, there'd be two songs from this, album, this album that would go on to fair, that album. Fair, fair. Okay, I'll take that. Um, so look, uh, just a bit more to the, the notes is that look, I loved it. I just love Neil Finn's <laughs> the sound of Neil Finn's voice. It's perfect. just perfect, and you know, and 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 the songwriting. I mean, he really. I feel like he stretched out on this and was was it wasn't like by the numbers kind of I'm Neil Finn, I can write songs kind of take. I thought, I mean, there was one song, Show Me The Way. I just thought this is just like completely out there, totally psychedelic and fun and playful. Yeah. And but 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 not like I'm experimenting. It's like I live this, I own this, this is me, I am fun and psychedelic. Agree. And you know, I think there's an ageism that comes with the like the cutting edge, fresh, dope vibe of a sixty-year-old singer-songwriter. Mm. Um, that's not like you know there are there are singer-songwriters like Tom Waits will just be revered by by young kids forever as like this. He's so cool. It's so cutting edge. And Bowie would be the same. Yeah. But Neil Finn doesn't no. get included in that club. But he was never cool though. That's <laughs> yeah. <the thing. laughs> but he was just a brilliant songwriter and. 
And I just kind of, you know, it, it, it made me think about the concepts of ageism in music, the concept of like what's a legacy album, as in like a throwback to a great artist, or what is an artist in their 60s still making great records, writing really cool songs and capturing feelings that that's kind of fundamentally what music is there to do. So mm. I, I don't know the answers. It's just like they're the questions that came up for me. Um, I, I, I think it, <clears throat> I, I, you, you need to consider a number of things, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it, there was a lot of happiness and joy and there was a lot of lived experience in in the songs that he put on this album, I think. So so it's funny you say that. And, Kylie, I'm going to throw to you in just a sec, but I did have a comment about that. I said, he's still such a great songwriter. This is, I wrote this in my notes. He's such a great songwriter. I just ask, what are his lived experiences that inform this kind of writing? Mm. And and it's funny that you've kind of mentioned, like, you feel like he's channeling a lived experience. Well, I think like, there's, there's an element of him growing up in the shadow of his brother Tim and Tim being famous in Split Ends and, you know, growing up and, gr- and joining that band and what that band was and so much of that band you can hear in his writing and that would have... Because he would have been, you know, in a teenager when they, that band were big in mm. New Zealand. Mm. I think a lot of... You know, there's a lot of that I hear in that but um, maybe that's not answering exactly what you've just asked me but, um, yeah, Kylie... Oh my god! I just dropped my pencil again. That's okay. Um, well, no. Eric. Oh, is it time for me? <laughs> okay. It's time. So, oh no, I was um, I was just looking up the name of the Tim Finn album because I had that album, you know, with the red one. What was it called? The anyway, um, Split Ends album. No, Tim Finn. I love Tim Finn. Let's have a look. <clears throat> um, Escapade. Okay. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I think this is it's lovely. Crowd, I love I love Crowded House. I love Neil Finn. I love the fact that um. Uh, I mean, I didn't think this was an exceptionally interesting album, but I, I I give them a warm hug because, you know, of who they are and I love that he's playing with his sons. I think that's beautiful. Anyone who knows me will know that I'm, I'm fully a family person and I'm into family vibes and to pass the torch on to your sons and be having them play in your band. That's just magic, you know. Well, his and wife to, plays bass with him quite often well. As well. Yeah, and, and yeah. I love that. So, to, and also, you know, that him and Tim, like Tim, Finn and Neil Finn together, like what a magic combination. And so I love them both, you know, separately. But when they're together, why would you not? And then to have their sons come on board, I just love that. Even though it's like, okay, so we see it as old people music, but these these young guys, they're going like he's they're writing. They they they're writers on the album, yeah. right? Which is so cool, you know. They um, join the band, yeah. And he goes because he said, look, you know, let's all be Crowded House together now. Let's and just, that's what let's he's always done. Like, they've had people in the band, that's really and cool. he seemed to have done that quite seamlessly yeah. bring people in and, and so, out of the band and that's and so yeah and the music is is comfortable and it's what we're used to and like i mean listening to the songs obviously um i, I it was just it was a relief after listening to the um the, the her album and it made me feel a lot happier about i would have probably been meaner about it but um no i mean you can't be mean about this it's just beautiful beautiful music that is just seamless easy easy listening which no one wants to hear but i mean he actually wrote some lyrics you know about covid there's like covid references and you know no one i haven't heard anybody really like because everything seems to have been made before the time of covid and we're sort of we're only now coming into the time where we like no tv shoot no tv shows have any references to like no one's walking around with a mask nobody's like doing this this is kind of the first bit of music that i've heard with proper you know references to that 
Mm. And then, um, so, but yeah, a lot of it, I mean, your, that song you mentioned, Show Me The Way, I just sort of, my notes say it's clever lyrically, but the words are stronger than the music because like okay. the, the, the words seemed really quite strong, but then the music comes in, it's like, oh, yeah, so more dreamy, go to sleep kind of music. Um, for this, I feel like this kind of music, it would just re- translate so much better live because um, I, I mean, I, 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 this is probably like being uh, mean to your friend Mitchell, but um, for me, <laughs> it, it feels it feels a little bit like dampened down. You know, it's dampened down. Like um, I feel like I want to be there watching them. Like if you're strumming guitar, there's not much to it. You know, like for me, like. Otherwise, I, if I want, I want to hear like James Taylor kind of just the guitar. But if I'm hearing this, it's all like it becomes a wash to me. Like it just sounds like a wash of, of sound, and it all becomes a bit like oh, dreamy, nice, dreamy, nice. But when you're if you're watching them on the stage and they're playing together, this is going to be magic to see him, mm. you know, with his sons playing, to see him with his wife, to see him with his friends. Like something magic about that. But I can't seem to feel the magicness of just listening to it in the headphones or listening to it even on the stereo. Like I turned it up as loud as I can, but it still felt to me a little bit like it was a bit too dreamy and sweet and nice and pretty and I just wanted to feel something like I just – I know because I know they all love each other and I know that it's beautiful. How do, um, how do you capture that in a recording? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean – I yeah. want to see it live. I think – yeah, I get that. It would, it would be – I mean to see the interplay between a bunch of children with their dad. How magic is play, that? Playing it's so special. massive hits yeah. that imagine, they all wrote yeah. together yeah. is pretty cool. Do you want to be on – do you want to write a song on a crowded house? Yeah. Like, um, and, and it's not even going to be number 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the songwriting credits and, and as you said, Kylie, it is actually – as you go through it, it's like, yep, Neil Finn, Tim Finn, yeah. Liam Finn. Elroy. Elroy. Liam, yeah. It's – Fucking cool, and, and you I think, wow! That. And then there's even songs that just Liam Finn has written and are sung by yeah. his dad. And I have, how yeah. special is that? That's, That's really beautiful. really cool. And you just, yeah, and I mean, and you can't imagine also potential. I mean, I don't know what their family dynamic is, but like th- that concept of father son shadow, all that sort of stuff for Liam Finn to write a song to give to his rock star father and and sit as a as a co pilot there is also a. Yeah, like, I'm being a, it's okay, a very okay, special so dynamic. I'm gonna, yeah, it is, but I'm saying a little bit of a mean thing here. So when I wrote one thing, "Good night, everyone," because that's written by Liam, <laughs> and also it's a little bit self-indulgent poetry. But of course, your dad's gonna let you have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let him have it. <laughs> like when you're a teenager and you write all this stuff, it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, what a nice dad. <laughs> yeah. What do we think about? I mean, there was one song, uh, "Too Good for This World." Um, where I was like, oh, my God, it's literally a Paul McCartney. Like, it's just totally Beatles. And I don't know if you guys remember the there was that story of Paul McC- Like, I've actually been looking it up. Like, there's the legend that Paul McCartney said, someone else said, what's it like to be the best songwriter in the world? He said, I don't know, ask Neil Finn. Yeah, right. So really? That, so, yeah, that, yeah, so, yeah. so that's a legend. Yeah, yeah. Which and, is, and I've written my notes for that song is it's a catchy, clever ditty. Yeah. Well, it's actually since been disproven. Oh, Paul wow. McCartney never said that. Oh. Yeah. Well, he should have. But it's all like, yeah, but it, but um, it's actually all over the internet. Apparently, Paul McCartney <laughs> has gone, nope. I never said that. What? He should have. Hey, he wrote a number of songs <laughs> off the Cheryl Crow Tuesday Music Club, I think. Is that Neil or Paul McCartney? Neil. No, well, Neil. interestingly, your, <laughs> mate, your mate Mitchell Froome <laughs> yep. produced the Cheryl Crow I, record. I think it's Kylie. Oh, there you go. Wow. That's the link. There you go. Yeah. Far out. I think it's Kylie's mate, though. Oh, yeah. Your Mitchell. mate Mitchell Froome. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't even know. You know. What, what has he been doing since 2002, Kylie? <laughs> Who knows? God knows. Whatever he wants. Whatever yeah. he wants. He's rich. Yeah, that's, so that is something. And if you get on YouTube, I remember it's been a few years since I've seen it, but uh, there's some footage of uh, Neil and Cheryl singing uh, in stores um, around the time that Cheryl bought the, that album out. It's beautiful. Awesome. I mean... A nostalgia and easy listening aren't bad words, you know. They don't always have They're to be bad words. They're pretty bad words. <laughs> That's a lot of words. They don't have to be. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Look, uh, I don't know. I think I think we live in an era where we're all trying to kind of grab like the next fucking new thing and sometimes just like good songs, yeah. good lyrics. By people who've learned their craft. Good vibes. People to get along, like that's something that we can all like, you know, boringly aspire for. But it's also pretty wholesome living, and not <laughs> to say that like that's what we want to promote in music. But no, God no. But but you like it. It it doesn't mean you cast shade over that either. You know, like yeah, good songwriters, good life. You know, all it's right. a hard one. It's a hard one. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, you just at the end of the day, did you like it or did you not like it? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Okay, what'd you give it then? Um, all right, I'd say well, if we're from sixteen to three thirty-seven, <laughs> I'd probably find. I mean, you know, I think it's right. It's 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 sort of fuck. It's actually really good. So I think it's more like a like it's kind of in like the seven territory okay. out of ten, like one twenty-ish. Yeah, one twenty. That's all. Okay. Oh, you're gonna have to be, help me with my maths here. Yeah, oh, so look at this beautiful. You book. go. Uh, you go one twenty, and I'll go one eighteen. All right. Oh, really? Okay. That's very close. It is, that is very close. close. That's right. So one twenty. That's right. We're in the same. We're in the same neighbourhood on this one. <laughs> we are. So, Ooh. Kylie, whilst I look that up, okay. uh, we're in Calorama. Calorama, where is Calorama, that? Calorama. That's one twenty. The northern suburbs. Near Mount Evelyn, Eastern. Oh right. Okay. That's. Uh, um, you're, you say one eighteen. Yeah, one eighteen. So you're kind of. I'm around the corner in. You're Lilydale. Ah, right. Yeah, okay. That's very wholesome. Very yeah. community yeah. vibes. Yeah. This really suits the suits the album. I'm feeling that. <laughs> Kylie, yeah, we're going a... up to the hills. To, yeah. uh, to no, no not, not the... too far up in the hills because it's just been bashed by the weather. That's oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you that's don't want right. to get too far out. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't hate on this at all because it's it's Neil Finn and it's Crowded House and, like, they're kind of the mum and dad of, you know, Australia. Yeah. And we we love them, even though they're from New Zealand, or you know. One we, of them is. But you know, actually, the thing that I love is. I think you say one of them is. Well, like one of them were. were. Now they're no, not. Now there's two kids. And, Neil and Tim's yeah. harmonies are Maori harmonies. Right. There you know, you go. like although are they Irish? Like, uh, what is there's what so is their descent? Celtic like, where, where are they from? Like, they've got that shit going on. But I hear so much Maori harmony in there. Yeah. Right. Um, sounds of tea. You know what? Uh, Jimmy, did you find the dessert? It's there. Um, okay, so I'm going to give it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My child is not called that. Uh, okay, so 16 um, up to. I don't. Yeah, I really think I'm going to give it about. Can I go? You just, you, you just like, you just pick a number, Carly. Yeah, just pick we'll, a number. We'll, we'll, we'll do the maths. Well, we'll do the maths. I think I, I want it to be like because obviously not down three hundred. It's got to be in like between the six and seven range. So it's like I want it to be like okay, a, have a, have a one, 30. 150? 148. 148. You're so good at maths, was. All right, was. So thanks, was. So, I'm just giving it a score. Okay, that's cool. Well, so, I wanted to give. Well, I would give it like a six to, or seven out of ten. Six or seven. So, so that makes it what? Right. So one forty-four. One forty-four. Okay, I like that. All right, one forty-four. Okay, we, I was I was on one forty-eight. One forty-four is definitely. We're back in Western Port Bay. Western Port Bay, and that's a nice place. Uh, we're we're uh, we're in <laughs> Tur- Turidan. 
Turidan. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's family. on the way down to Kil- to Killy. That's a good place. Where's yeah. Killy? Kilcunda. Oh, Kilcunda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not the home of boobs. Holiday <laughs> boobs. Um, Okay, okay, so Look, I think we all agree that it was it was a nice album. It was, nice it was, it nice was lovely, album, and yeah. we don't want to hate on them ever because it's just comfortable and beautiful, and they don't really have to try that hard because you know they don't, they got nothing to prove. Well, yeah, and when you got that voice, you kind and of already halfway there. You know, yeah, you're doing the family. It's but just on the, lovely. Again, on the flip side, I think it, for all of us, this is a really hard one to to to, to review like, to, to give to a score on because you know when someone's so ingrained in your psyche with sure. their songs, how do you how and do you subjectively look at yeah. it? Yeah, it's legit. not subjective. All right, so, so we're what's the opposite? Is it objective? Subjective. <laughs> subjective. No, but what's the opposite of that? Is it objective? Yeah, thank you. That's what I thought. Okay, so, so oh. we're going. I'm learning about that. maths and English. <laughs> it's a big night here for everybody. It's a big night, and we've still got an album to review. Um, we're going to give that. We've given a one eighteen, a one twenty, and a one forty four. I believe with a sixteen as a top mark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back shortly with the last album of the night. So our fourth album for this week is by UK band Wolf Alice and the album is titled Blue Weekend. Wolf Alice are an English alternative rock band from London formed in 2010 as an acoustic duo comprising Ellie Roswell and Ellie Rosell, sorry, and guitarist Jeff Oddy. Since 2012, Wolf Alice have also featured bassist Theo Ellis and drummer Joel Arnie. Wolf Alice played their first gig at Highbury Garage December 2010, supporting April in the Shade after Ellie Roswell and uh, Jeff Rody met the band at an open mic at the Hope and Anchor in Islington. Oh, Gap Year. Gap They released their debut single, Fluffy, in February 2013, followed it with Bros in May. They released their debut EP, Blush, in October, and its follow up, Creature Songs, in May 2014. In February 2015, the band released the lead single Giant Peach from their debut album My Love Is Cool, which was released in June 2015. It includes their 2014 single Moaning Lisa's Smile, which peaked at number nine on the US Billboard Alternative Song Charts and was nominated for the 2016 Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance. The band released their second studio album Visions of a Life in just September 2017 and it debuted at number two in the UK album charts. So, been around for some time. Uh, just moving ahead to today, on February 15th, 2021, the band's website was updated to show a, a looping video of an eye with the heading, The Last Man on Earth. On the 22nd of February, 2021, the band announced their single, The Last Man on Earth, and uh, and that would be released the 24th and would debut on Annie Max's show on BBC Radio. The release was backed up by the announcement of their third album, Blue Weekend, which was released 4th of June, 2021. And the second single from the album, Smile, was released April 2021. So, we're going to go into the record. And I guess I might just 
give you just my first impressions. Um, so in terms of the order of stuff I listened to this week, I listened to her first. And then I listened to Wolf Alex second. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you probably all had the same uh, moment where you're like, this is <laughs> fucking really soft. Did you notice that at all? Uh, okay, so in what respect? Because I, I will, as in volume, uh, volume. Oh no, I didn't know. I didn't notice. That. This is, I would say, the softest mastered record I've heard in years. Okay, it wow. is. It is like half the volume of okay. pretty much anything we've well, been you would know. Maybe you're the like producer p- gave it to him at too many uh, <laughs> like zero da- what do you call it? what's the scale that they use when you send it to the master it's oh, got to be at negative 8 it's or whatever be, yeah no it just plays it gets to negative 6 dB uh, on Spotify so if it's going to be like that then we're going to have to master it down so it's going to uh, be on the vinyl I mean was that is like a niche joke in, in joke that like right sorry <laughs> but I feel you I don't you. even know what the scale is anymore. I feel you I really do feel you yeah because like in the UK it's got to be a negative Vape in, the, in America, they can go to negative four, and think it like don't, people get angry about it. Think it don't say it was, huh? Okay. Um, so, look for me, the thing that um, I really noticed mm. immediately was like this was this was one hundred percent hyper aware soft release. Like they've gone, there is no basically all the songs have this build to it. So there's a dynamics in the songs, a dynamics in the mix, and you actually see massive volume shifts mm-hmm. across each of the songs in different parts. And the only way to achieve that is to make the soft parts quiet yeah. and the loud parts loud as opposed to everything loud all the okay, time. Cool. Yes. It's just like, a, you know, I mean, that's what old records used to do, but we don't really see that much in like new pop releases that are heavily compressed and everything needs to just go, it's for radio, it's for radio. Okay, well, I, I, can I can I talk to that? Like, Go for it. Because... um. I, uh, I've written notes here that, like, you know, we, we've talked about epic mixes before, Eric, but the, I, I just thought the mix in this was incredible. Um, but, like, where was the heavy lifting being done? Because, like, I was thinking about it, like, the drums are just being tapped. He's just tapping the drums, soft. okay? Everything's soft. The vocals are being whispered. The bass is obviously di mm-hmm. The the guitars are clean. They've got that Coldplay Ish. sort of edge. Except, yeah, clean, clean. at the end. There's, there's some sort of subtly placed pads that are sort of, built, you know, um, sucking it together. Nothing crazy. And then I was sort of thinking about it. I'm like going, what is happening here to make this so epic? And it's obviously like a really skilled use of reverb across the whole mix bus, which mm-hmm. is just making songs that are quite simple turn into these epic stadium anthems. Yep. I think it's just dynamics in general and I think there's something about like when you listen to the first song, like the first song and I'd be really get curious to get your take Kylie because we've spoken on different episodes about sort of like timid singers versus fully strong singers and this this singer, I, don't, I forget her name, what was it? Ellie, I believe. Um, Roswell. Yep. Uh, oh, sorry, Rosal. Yeah, Rosal. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really like she really channels this like She's super comfortable singing at like an almost whisper. Um, but then the songs open up and she's really singing out. And it's like, Absolutely. Fuck, this is really good. Yep. Um, I So basically, um, what did I say? I just loved how like there were these dynamics in the songs. Often they would, there'd be a slow build to like either a pre-chorus or a chorus. Um, but that almost like the pre-chorus is often stood out just as much as the choruses. <clears throat> um, Lipstick on the Glass... Uh, I'm forgetting which song that was. Uh, track three, I think. Track it was. three. I, I just thought the guitar intro is so great. Totally grabs you immediately. I thought the vocal performance was amazing. Um, 
Yeah, and I just think it's this really great marriage of sound that seems to show up on all of the songs where the vocal and either the lead guitar or the lead um, synth, they're just working out really well. Um, the other thing I said, how can I make it? I really, really enjoyed that song. Um, it was like a genre flip that was kind of like, it was like a total departure from <clears throat> this kind of guitar vocal thing. And how, how can I make it was almost like a Lost Boys style 80s glam rock thing yep. which was awesome and then feeling myself um, I loved that I thought it was really really dark and had a real Bowie vibe on the melody and the harmony and especially how she phrased the lyrics almost, was that how can I make it? Uh, feeling myself oh, sorry, sorry, feeling myself and then the beach which was the last song I think on the record oh was just God. this wall of sound did you vibe. get like breeders and clouds 100%. sort of vibes? I was like oh it's so beautiful yep totally so <clears throat> I, Even Smashing Pumpkins, sort of, you know, good the call, Sonic Youth. <laughs> yeah, I think this to me, like first listen, like I was so into her, like okay, so I mean, this has been a real wild ride. Like I was so into the her release, right? Like when I first heard it, yes. Then I listened to it again. I'm like, oh my god, I'm still listening to this. And then so like like her just was like the thing I was listening to the most. And then suddenly I put Wolf Alice on. I'm like, this is fucking so soft. And it just wasn't like grabbing me. But then I listened to it a second time, and I was like, this is awesome yeah like this is an awesome album and uh that was me but i i did have a question for you kylie specifically around the voice and i'd, I'd love to get your take on it I like the questions yeah no it's a, it's a very very diverse use of voice in this i think she goes from soft to loud and she's a songwriter but also you know it's like a, there's like it's like songwriting focus but also like vocally it's a vocal focus as well so i don't know what's the question just, just what was your what was your interpretation, kind of like like on a first go, about what you thought of the singer and the, how she used her voice? <clears throat> okay, thank you for asking. I, You're I, so welcome. <laughs> I thought her voice was beautiful, like it's it's delicious. But there was sometimes, like you know, I listened to it with such joy and interest. But then I was like, I've got the notes here going, lovely voice. The croaky thing is a little bit contrived. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that just annoyed me sometimes. It was like. Uh, like stop that! You've got so much good stuff. Um, you can see where they made it as a as an acoustic duo because the stripped back uh, the stripped back part is is uh, perfection. Uh, and it seemed to me like then they then learned to use all the toys and then it became a bit much like it sounded like Enya after that. Mm. And I was <laughs> at like, which point are there any um, songs where you're kind of like well, we're, we're in Enya domain? There's just sometimes there's just uh, sorry. I think I, uh, the first mention of Enya, I, I don't know, comes in probably. Uh, I, I can't even see it here. Got I, I, I said Enya, then I stopped writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like <laughs> dot dot. Okay, great. I mean, like realistically, I love. I, I loved it. And then I didn't love it. Then I loved it again. Then I got drunk and listened to it again. And then I couldn't. I couldn't get over. How can I make it okay? That just like got stuck in my head for two days, and I love wow, it so much. Okay. I want to go back to that a hundred times because the video of it was so good. Oh, have we talked? We haven't talked about the videos yet. No, we like, haven't. Like, because I'm still talking. Sorry. So yeah. Um. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the videos yeah. are amazing. Yeah, like, why don't you go join your friends on the her record, was huh? <laughs> Go on, you can get on this if you're not. If you just, if you run, you can quick get on it. Um, DJ was. <laughs> So I thought, yes, her voice is absolutely perfect and beautiful. And I tried to look at a lot of things that you know, like I wondered if Joff Oddie was related to Bill Oddie yeah, from, from, from the goodies. The start. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, also, that's cool. Yeah. I, I reckon <laughs> go to work, wouldn't, wouldn't go yeah. to work. Do you right. think? Let me know about that. Okay. And I just thought, yeah, it was very like, and, and some of it became a little bit B fifty twos. 
Um, but I just, I thought sometimes it was like, oh, just shut up with the whole fucking stop putting a thousand bits of vocal harmonies on there. Like your voice is beautiful. I don't need to hear a, mm. like, don't make it boring. You're making it boring by making it a, like a pad. Like, I don't want to hear that. So, yeah, um, I guess I, I just feel a bit spoiled, I suppose. Like, I'm just being, it's a third world, it's, a, it's not a third world, it's, it's a first world, world, world problem. It's a third world problem. <laughs> Too many vocal harmonies, that's what's wrong with the third world. I'm like, you've got an amazing voice, stop ruining it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Not that there's anything wrong with Enya, obviously. Uh, yeah, so that's all. Out so oh, of the way what, to no, map number 321. I was just saying, yeah, the best bits of the vocal remind me of Ella Thompson when she when she changes gear, oh, yeah, when yeah, she yeah, throws totally herself into voice, it, when yeah. she's just like, when she opens up and it's like amazing. I'm like, oh, that just reminded me. And it was like, oh, I, yeah, like, good, I liked that. Good analogy. Amazing. Um, so into it, Kylie? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, at the start I was like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know. You know, me, I don't, I don't like an adventure and I don't like white rock. But this, I just, it just became, you know, and I couldn't, once I got past the Enya bit and I and I got stuck into a few of the like, um, because there's so many, there's beauty and repetition. Yeah. You know, so I liked it, the pop sensitivity of it. Because yep. sometimes um, that song number four, I was like, mm, a bit too rocky. Sounds like the Veronica's not really feeling it. Like, I'm just saying. Oh, like, smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It would be a real, I mean, you'd never want that comparison. <laughs> but, you know? Well, you know they've got a new album they, out. I was going to suggest They're doing very well for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's true. I, I like their bank account comparison. Pass the wine, please, Eric. Sure. Thanks. Um, okay, cool. Thanks. So, was that? Anything to add? Uh, yeah, I've got a few things. Go um, for it. Like, so this was the album I listened to before the Slater Kenny album on the Saturday night. And, uh, like, I put this on. I'm like, I really like this album a lot. And so I kind of don't feel bad, but in a, in a sense I do because normally I would have listened to this album and been so ecstatic that I'd listen to, <laughs> like, one good alt-rock album in 2021. Yep. Is it alt-rock, is it? Yeah, yeah. alt-rock. Um, yep. and but then all of a sudden, Slater Kenny came along. I just like it's, and so that's why I was interested in finding out who the producer was because obviously the Slater Kenny has that mm. Albini yeah, sort of like smash, you know, things that guitars are coming out of the speakers and drums are just like yeah. bombastic. And this one was the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, and we're looking, and it's uh, Marcus Drives, who I think is the go to guy in the alt. How do you spell that? Um, um, M-A-R-K-U-S-D-R-A-V-S. <laughs> Dravs. Why do you say Dravs? Dravs, Dravs. That's how you say it. Oh, Dravs. Oh. Um, Radio. Uh, that's, that's how you say it on what? Map 58. <laughs> but, <laughs> on Map Bib. Um, so, like, he's worked with um, Arcade Fire, uh-huh. Bjork, um, I think he was the guy who took Mumford and Sons from sort of middle level to platinum selling bands. So, like, I think he's the guy, he's, he's the guy. in the alt rock world when you want to like he's take the one it into the, the stratosphere. Yeah. Okay. And that's what this album sounded like. See, like, these it are things like, that I would never know about if you guys didn't tell me. That's um, it, it just sounded like this is cool. a band that are ready to to hit it. Like mm-hmm. you know, have they not hit it before? Is this well, their first? Well, well no, have, they've, they've hit it big time. I mean, they've won the Mercury Prize. That's, I haven't heard yeah, of that's them. That's right, but they, they, yeah. I reckon this is the the mix on the album that's going Mercury Prize to Grammys to, to like stadiums. Yeah, okay, you know, like to to London Grammar to to Florence and the okay. Machine. Like that's what I felt like that mix was. It was a commercial mix. It's so interesting you say um, that because I had such a different um, 
different reactions. So she's going to have to start wearing big white underpants and that's it. it. Well, it's, it's down to like stadium. Like, <laughs> like Florence. Can you imagine what these songs are going to sound like in a stadium? They're going to be epic. They're going to be huge. Um, so look. Yeah. look imagine Dragon Cause style. Because it's like, Absolutely. as you said, yeah. if it's mixed so quietly now, imagine, would, would it translate what, to a stadium or would it just sound no, weird? On the contrary. Like, I think, Au contraire. I think the thing about this soft mix is like you just want to turn it up and if when you put it in a stadium, it will just be turned up. Will that work in a stadium? I would say so. I think I think the song arrangements are completely ready made for Absolutely. like Coldplay confetti. Right. Absolutely, you know? yeah. well, yep. that's nice. Yeah, well, well, they're gonna. Yeah, that's exciting yeah. for them. Yeah. So yep. I had the special sauce, Eric. I had the special <laughs> sauce. So um, lipstick on the glass that we played at the start, like you know that to me, like I'm just hearing PJ Harvey songs from the city. Oh my vibes. god! Of course, like it <laughs> it's totally PJ Harvey. Absolutely, like killer vocal hook in the chorus. I didn't, like I don't know like that. it was just it was beautiful. Um, uh, like I just thought smile. I know you didn't like it, Kylie. Um, which was track four was really well placed. Like we'd had these two slow burner epics, and then we get this. You know, the band ride, which I used to like in the nineties. Like it was like a it was a bit of a neo gothic headbanger. Um, and I, I actually thought the drummer needed to like give that give it more. They, and they they never really it did in that give one. it. No, and that that was they? one song that that felt like it was lacking. Um, they should have just compressed the crap out of it and turned it up. Um, <laughs> and I thought the chorus was a little underwhelming. Um, but like that was the song that you'd have playing like into the sports tonight's big hits of the day play big hits of the day we're going on the ad break every every week he talks about sports tonight like it's still on I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Tim sports, Bailey yeah sports tonight got moved on like eight, like literally over seventeen okay. years ago some sort of sports highlight package um, look Kylie know you talked about um, how can I make it okay yeah. like I love I, that. I felt that it had like really Fleetwood Mac Dreams vibes about it, that song. Oh, okay. Um, and like, you know, now I'm thinking like well, there's all these Fleetwood Mac references going on these days and especially tonight with the Because everyone's theme. remixing Dreams. Um, mm. uh, look, I liked the fact that this band had the balls to mix it up a little bit. Um, you know, um, like Play All the Greatest Hits had that like a Nirvana punkish sort of vibe to it. Um, that was my B-52s reference. Oh, okay, cool. I, I like the singer's vocals. Like, it's fun. It's like, um, like you know, as we talked about, like bands are influenced by A&R guys and I've just talked about having a commercial mix. But the songs themselves weren't, you know, there's the epic stadium rocks, but then there's ones when she's just screaming and, you know. like It's, it, not, it's, it's, not, it's not a commercial centred release. It felt like it's a band who's in control. Yeah. Like, you know, we've done three albums, we know what we're doing, this is what we want to do. Yeah. And, 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 but, and they've gone, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then use this guy. Like, cool, no worries, but we're writing yeah. our songs. Yeah. Um, and I just thought the album kept rolling along and it was interesting. And look, as you said, like The Beach 2, the, well, actually I didn't even talk about it. The Beach, the first song, um, the opening track, I think that just like is that's the alt rock opening track blueprint, like that build up <laughs> mm. that went for two and a half minutes and then just gets to a kind of pre chorus. It's well, not even a chorus, you know, it's, just a a, note, it's an opening track. Sorry, yeah. but I've got a note for the beach and it says not the best first song. Oh, <laughs> and, I like, wow. and I was like, luckily, I was on, I was on shuffle <laughs> and it didn't come up first. And then I've got for the beach too, I'm like, album track, <laughs> boring, so. <laughs> So beach opening, okay. The beach one and two. There's like they're both back beaches. Yeah, they are crib point. <laughs> crib point, baby. I think we're morning's peninsula. Yeah, yeah, no. But with with the, the money that's on this album, we're definitely like it's definitely Sorrento back yeah. beach. Oh, Sorrento back to Western Port Bay. Rye oh, back beach. Rye back beach. Uh, that, yeah, definitely. Um, look, I just 
I, I, I'll say it again. I thought the Selena <laughs> Kenny album was just magnificent, but yeah. this one was really quality, and I think it's going to do awesomely well. I've got one more question because I wrote in my notes, and, I, and then I was like, is that a fair comparison just because they are on the same week? But I was like, well, it has to be because we never reviewed. I couldn't help but wanting to compare the Slater Kinney Slater Slater Kinney <laughs> album to the Wolf Alice album. Okay, yes. And I'm just yes. like, but is that is that and just I was like glad is that it, you did? But is that a simple comparison? No, it's, it was perfect for me. Well, for I would I would never listen to those sort of that sort of thing. But they they both sat in the same space for me. Yeah, for me they really did. And I I know that you guys were trying to go. Oh, Kylie would like this other thing, you know. And I totally hated it. But I totally loved both of these. I, okay. I I loved the Wolf Alice and Me I loved too. the Slater Kinney. And I think, you know, I was I was forced to listen to them because they're outside my genre and I wouldn't understand them usually, but I just found them to be refreshing and real and just lovely. Amazing. Totally great. Amazing. Musical. So, totally so, great. So we're I mean, in agreement that like we can p- pair these together and like either compare or sort of just if, have if, yeah, if you have a so, if you have your friends over that yeah. like that sort of music, they will like both those albums. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, how's this sound? Like I don't think either of these albums are going straight to Triple M. Like it's probably at least three <laughs> they'll years. They'll start off from Triple J. They'll go to Triple R. They could go to Triple J. They could go to Triple J. Well, they Double J. Double J. Definitely Double J. Or, you know, any regional, they could go to an AMRAP regional Regional station. They may if they were on Milk um, Records. <laughs> yep. Then that, yeah, they'll be smashing the AMRAP. Yep. 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 yep absolutely. I, no, I think they're they're white rock enough to go to Triple J. Okay. Hmm. Wolf Wolf Alice. Yeah. All right. I'll pay that. White rock, young enough. Probably not Slater Kenny. Not young enough. But yeah. Yeah. Really, like yep. yeah. Yep. White rock so, enough. So so in that respect. If you can bunch them into non-Triple M albums, then we can both say we can rev- put pair them together. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they could. <laughs> I think. Sort of well, I just think that the same audience would enjoy them. Perhaps. Yep. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair take. Same. Same world. Let's take it to the rating scale, shall we? Let's Ooh. do it. Oh, All right. So we have the high watermark of sixteen, the low walk at watermark of three thirty-seven. I might go first. I think. The like I reckon this is like uh, like I'm almost like pr- like preempting what my album like albums of the year kind of episode that we might do. But this like who was that? Was it uh, Jules Pascoe brought in that artist that South African artist Phoebe? Oh, Phoebe Alice Lou. Phoebe Alice Lou, which we both loved. And then like I try to remember the songs off that album. I can't remember anything yeah. off it. And I think so, like yeah, but it's just like you know when when something kind of gets brought to your attention, which is like not in not in your like standard place of listening, yeah. And then you're like, but I'm definitely going to go back and listen to this again and again. I think this album, I think this is fucking a brilliant album. I agree, and and, I, and I'm going to give it a very very high score, and that high score is I'm going all the way to the inner southeastern suburbs, and I'm going <laughs> to land like forty. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So uh, I'm not even going to think numbers on this. Well, I'm Kylie's already given a forty, so we know. No, but, it is, uh, but I but I want to think suburb. I want to okay. take this. I want. Right, I reckon this. I reckon this suburb. I reckon this belongs like Northgate Thornbury. Okay, Northgate Thornbury. So I'll just quickly let you know that page forty is Sunshine West. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might, you want, might want to rethink that. So I might need to rethink that. But was we'll, from there? 
That's right. No, we not will, west. We will go to Albion. North. Albion, Albion so Kylie. Kylie's basically declaring that Northcote Thornbury is the high water mark of Melbourne. No, I'm just saying I want to give this a, a, the. You want to give? I it feel on, like it belongs oh, in, in that. It lives in that. Yeah, that's where it belongs. Care what the number is. That's where it belongs. I feel like that's where it belongs, and I want to know where that number ends up because you know how my other number where I thought and it belonged in that page, and I got it exactly right. You're totally right, Kylie. And you know what? I mean, you are on fire tonight because Northcote Thornbury is page 30. Wow. Which is there a we high go. Mark. That's what How I want to give 30? it. Yeah. I gave a 30 in the first one. That wasn't Northcote Thornbury, was it? Oh, I thought you said 13, and that's why I was going lower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's a mixed bag. I mean, the th- 30 is smack bang in the inner north, Kylie. And. I don't know. I mean, again, you've got that X Files shit like that just keeps on coming because I'm magic. Thought, yeah, basically, page thirty, Northcote Fitzroy North. Yep. Wow. I reckon that's where it so Fairfield, so totally fits, and it will be at Holmberg, home. Then. Yep. And I have Preston. Preston. Yeah, there we go. Preston. Yep. Yeah. And you know, thirty is a good score in yep. the sixteen to the sixteen to three hundred thirty-seven <laughs> rating scale. Thank you, Kylie. What's up? Uh, look. Uh, uh, Knowing that what you just said, that you know, what am I? Am I going to listen to this again? Like, if I had to pick between the two, I'm definitely listening to the Slater Kenny album more so more than this one. Okay, but I do love this album a lot. Mm. I just think I, I, the second the thing that's just sort of making me hesitate a bit is the second time I listened to it, I didn't like it okay. as much, and really? it felt a bit more bland the second time. I don't know whether there was a precursor of something to come. I'm not sure. I'm going to go. Uh, 45. 45. No, 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 50. 50. 50. 50. All right. Are you allowed to change like that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we own the podcast, Carly. <laughs> 40, 50. So, oh my God. all right. So, you are in Ringwood East, Bayswater North, Croydon South. Oh, I'm not like that. Can we go back 48, oh, maybe? Uh, all right. Oh, right, this is a bit. This is not Donvale. Oh, that's totally Donvale. That, that, Don- is, that is so middle class. Well, I'm just thinking, like, Mate, this I'm is, thinking like yeah. I would not maybe listen when you say that would you listen to the album again I'm thinking no but there is songs that I would take from those albums and put in my playlist yeah okay yeah. that's fair that I should mean, be I another think- kind of scoring thing that we have you know would you choose a song from this and listen to it ever again because sometimes you, I would never listen to that whole album again we might go back and re-record this entire episode <laughs> with that rating scale yeah. Oh, come on, what about the DJ Khaled rating scale? <laughs> I, um, so you like this more than you like the Slater Kenny? I think so. I think so. Right, I, th- I thought I thought the Slater, uh, look, Kylie, <laughs> Slater Kenny. Thank you. Album was like really right, girl. As you said, it really captured like a time yeah. where you're like, oh my god, yes, this sounds familiar. I love this. <laughs> I remember this, and like we got around that. But this was like L7 I, kind I don't of, yeah. I can't mm. box I can't put this in a pigeonhole. I don't think it sounds like anything until you said PJ Harvey. Mm. I was like, yeah, that that's about as close that's about as close a comparison as I could make to any other thing, but I couldn't box it and I think for that reason that really? makes it more exciting for me. Okay. This album, yeah. Uh, um we, we didn't we started to mention it but Kylie just shut me down but um <laughs> the, uh, if you go to. onto YouTube and watch like the each film clip is a narrative is a it's a story and it starts and it, each one goes into the, the other one. So yeah, no no this on this album this uh, Wolf Ellis. Okay. And so chapter 2 is the second song and she's sitting in the back of a taxi where people are just getting in and out and then the, 
the third song starts and then she gets out of the taxi and then she walks along uh, a boulevard in Ho- it's just it's cool. incredible okay, so, so I, didn't, I, I didn't go there I didn't that. have enough time to go through all of them I, I wonder if all every song has okay. got a uh, I think, I mean, on Spotify Sorry, I, I noticed that. that there was a visual to pretty much every so, song. So, yeah, look, it was really interesting and it really awesome. helped tell the story. Yeah, so, that like, does yeah, help. Um, Isn't it weird that we like things so much more when we can see them, like, on TV? It's true. Well, it, it, it sells the narrative more, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It sells the song, yeah. We're not the first people to think that. No, no, yeah. MTV, <laughs> MTV was onto it. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right, come on, man. Huh. You haven't given your store. Oh, I did, I did. What did you give it? I gave it, um... Didn't I, I gave it Sunshine okay. West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that Ky- oh yeah, so Kylie's going to Thornbury. I've gone I, went to Northcote, I went to Northcote. I went to Northcote. You went to Northcote, Northcote Thornbury. Yeah. I went to Sunshine, which was like fifth. I don't remember forty something. Forty five was it? Forty five something like that. Okay. And yeah, you went 48. to Mitcham. You went to Donbale, yeah. which is lovely, and, and that's it. And that and that brings that us, is it. That brings <laughs> us to the end. Um, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so <laughs> just just um look one more thing about Melway's trivia, and then we, we will we will wrap it up. Um, I'm blown away by this page six hundred and thirty uh-huh. is Adelaide. So oh, they've, yes. got, they've got they've got Adelaide in the Melways. Drive there, bitches. The suburb of Melbourne, which yeah. is a yeah, definitely a the far west, yes, far west yes. of Melbourne, out, out of western region, out of western region. Yeah. That's great. So thank you look, for that. first off, Kylie, once again, <laughs> thank you for dinner. My pleasure. Um, thank, thank you, you for Brett the wine. For thank you for Brett for the coffee. Thanks to both Thanks of for you for turning up with half a bottle of wine each. Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Welcome uh, to the ghetto. And, th- and, and look, thank you again for hosting us. Um, I guess. You know, Anytime. Al- always a pleasure to, ha- to see you, to have you, to talk music, to to get some real talk about stuff that like, <laughs> uh, like at face value in my like cookie cutter world of like, you know, love and appreciation of you know vacuous commercial R and B. It's really <laughs> nice to get a bit of real talk about some of those deeper concepts and you know. We always love to hear from you and what you have to say. Thank so thank you. you, Kylie. I appreciate you asking me back you know, like repeatedly, even though I, I I behave badly each time. <laughs> no, on the contrary. Um, thank you. W- we love you, and Waza, we love you. All music is good. You guys are hot. All music <laughs> is good. Waza, it's been real. Um, it's been it has real. Been real. Is it's that what you say to each other? It's like uh, I want to be nice to you, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you once again for bringing the special sauce to this. Thank you. Sauce. This episode twenty four. Episode twenty four. Oh my god! You guys have got to have special sauce as as one of the scoring things one time. We will. We will. Care of uh, what? I don't know. I don't know. We're done. We're out. We're done. All right. Thanks, mate. It's been wonderful as per normal. Um, yeah. Kylie. 23rd of July, the night cat. Yes, yes we'll wait. see you all there. Come um, and smell the night cat. <laughs> come and smell the night cat. I'll cut you some limes. Look, we, we had a we had an extra week's break because of uh, the horrible lockdown we've been in, but we'll be back in another two weeks with the next episode of All Music Is Good. See you later.